Alright, just sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Was he 100% serious? He was pissed because it was uh, it happened on numerous... Numerous occasions. occasions. Yeah, yeah. All he's got to do right, is point up to the rafters and go, yeah, that's my ID my, right up my there. My ID's right there. Hanging right. right up there. Yeah, probably some security guard wearing a Derrick Rose jersey. Probably a Bulls Derrick Rose jersey. <laughs> a Bulls Derrick Rose jersey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome out to the log room. It is Wednesday, May the 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo 2021. Jersey Johnny coming at you with me, as always, is none other than Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnut. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, Jumbleman. Jumbleman. Hello. What is a Jumbleman? Jumbleman. Jumbleman. Why not? What the hell? The Jumbleman podcast. It's a gentleman who does jumbles in the park. This is true. A Jumbleman. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you guys. Yeah, it is. It's already May 5th. Did you have a beer or a margarita today? I have taco, not. Taco, maybe? No. Yeah. No. Enchilada? No. Chalupa? Isn't that kind of just boiling this down to something that we're just turning us into St. Patrick's Day? Not as, at all. No. I mean, like asking well, people, I, well, did I, you have I green I could ask you if you had corned beef today, but I don't think that would really go. I mean, just... You know. But that's my point, is that, you know. All right. Did you, did you celebrate the freedom of Mexico today? How's that? No, I celebrate that every day. All right. And well, that's... Cinco de Mayo isn't really the, the Mexican independence day. Is it, what is it exactly? I believe it's a, day, it's a day in which they won a battle against the French. Okay. If, if I'm really... Because I think September 16th is actually Mexican you know, Independence Day. Now that you say that, I think you're right. It's, it's in September. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So. But that's okay. You know, that's it's okay. so, well, and it, it's, it's, it's not even that popular. According to, to people that I know from Mexico, it's not even that big of a day in Mexico. Much like St. Patrick's Day is nowhere near the party in Dublin that it is in, uh, you know, Worcester. No, not exactly. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but you know what? We bastardize a lot of things here. So, you know, that's what right. the hell? That's right. What the hell? I, I believe I that's uh, called Americanize. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it wrong? Yeah. We, we take it and we make it about what we want it to be about. She yeah. was knocking me out with those Americanize? Thighs. Something like that. Oh. Thighs. Yeah. So, there were thighs. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, actually, um, I don't think margaritas are even like the most popular drink. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, no. What did I hear Straight today? Tequila Some... probably is more like no. Um, Palermo, Paloma. 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 A Paloma is a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Paloma. like a more popular actually than a margarita. I think right. uh, somebody was quoting that they heard it on the Food Network. It's so Paloma is similar to a margarita, just without all the all the super sourness. Oh, the, according to the interwebs. The Paloma might just edge out the margarita for being the most popular cocktail in Mexico. Simple and refreshing, the Paloma is a tequila-based drink made with grapefruit soda or juice, mm-hmm. tequila mm-hmm. blanco, and lime, and served mm-hmm. on the rocks. Right. Yeah. Take, See, take there out, you go. Take out the super sourness that... and the uh, and the uh, frozen and salt. Well, See, that's yeah. just it. If, if, you, if you ever go and somebody offers you a pre-made frozen Paloma, no, you want a no, fresh. You, you want you a want fresh Paloma. Fresh Paloma. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's easy absolutely. to make. Is my point. You don't have. Oh to, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You absolutely. Know. Yes. I, I don't particularly care for the frozen one. I like it on the rocks and the salt on the rim. But that's hard to do at home. 
Are we still talking about drinks? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the International Bartending Hour with the well, Log Room guys. He likes a little salt on the rim. We'd be talking of a couple of different things. I actually <laughs> have a rim salt. Salt on the rim? <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody gave me a, uh, that's a, a good podcast, salt. man. The salt yeah. on the rim. There you now, go. that's been done before. <laughs> Let me see. Hang on. Let me see. Uh, Seems like you have that in your favor. Yeah, Let me pretend that I don't have that bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> Salt on. Uh, sometimes is that all one word? On the rim. Is that all one word? Hyphenated. Salt uh, on the rim. Hyphenated. Yeah. Maybe a little of each. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody actually got me a uh, my favorite Beach Boys. <laughs> salt on the rim. A salter, salt which is like a little. Uh, there was a Jimmy little, Buffett. Uh, Sombrero. You put the salt in, and then you yeah. rub the lime on the glass and dip it in there. But uh, it didn't, uh, exactly. didn't work. Didn't work so good after like the first two times. But. Well, at least you had fun during the first two times. But right. if I, I can mean, just you got to drink them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. right. Then it didn't matter if it was. Fun. It didn't matter. Who gives a shit? The <laughs> first two. This is no fun anymore. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, grapefruit soda, one of my favorite things. Sure. No, it's absolutely. So I might have a uh... little fresca for you. Yeah, oh, it makes fresca. Me... <laughs> How about a fresca? <laughs> just uh, fresca. Can you mix it with tequila and lime and put it over ice? <laughs> put it over ice. <laughs> absolutely. Tequila and wine. <laughs> Te- tequila. There you go. Exactly. Well, we're speaking of speaking of food. Um, th- there's this. How does this? How does this look to you guys? And I'll describe it for those of you just listening to the audio podcast. Um, it is a really delicious burger uh, on a bun with. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. It's it's a burger um, with uh, um, blended with black truffles, uh, maple spiced caramelized onions, and okay. smoked gouda cheese with lettuce, tomato, claw sauce, whatever that is, and uh, much more. Um, with the uh, obviously frizzled onions and everything else. How's that look to you guys? Look good? Is that lettuce? That's lettuce. On the bottom there? I, I think. Yes, yeah. Pete. That green <laughs> thing is called. <laughs> no, no. It's, that's, well, it's just an odd looking <laughs> piece of lettuce, but. I, I have some color. That looks, that looks like some, bib lettuce. It's probably it's Boston like bib lettuce, yeah. Yeah. Lettuce. I have a little color deficiency, so it kind of looked like a really old piece of cheese. Could be. It looks a little bit yellow to it me. It could be. It could, could be. be. Could be guac. Uh, it looks pretty tasty. It looks, it looks tasty. like a mini brioche bun there. Right. So, you uh, know what this is? You know what this is? Uh, this... Um, Mexico's national dish. <laughs> no, no. This is the Polar Burger at City Field. Really? Yes. This is this is Pete Alonzo's own invention. Is Polar Burger from uh, Pat Lafreda Meats with truffles uh, and Boston lettuce? Absolutely. And you get it at City Field for the low, low price of just sixteen dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. So Seems worth it. Exactly. Is that a slider or is it an actual? <laughs> It comes with two paddles. It comes with the first uh, re- refibrillator charged free after the... <laughs> It's not a defibrillator. It's a refibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sure uh, it's been done once. So. <laughs> exactly. So you got to refibrillate again. But uh, yeah, no. Pete Alonso uh, worked with. I, I'm, I'm assuming he did either that or just put his name on it. One or the other. Now, where uh, is that uh, sold? Is that uh, a City general Field. concession or City Field? Uh, yeah, they they got him. Well, there's uh, all, all the uh, concession stands. There's the different, you know, the okay. Shake Shack. There's Pat Lafreda stands. Obviously, these are at Pat Lafreda stands. Obviously, um, who's that? Obviously, well, you know, I mean, there's the, you know, Pat Lafreda. Um, they have a uh, filet who's mignon. Pat Pelle Fred is a meat purveyor uh, in uh, in the New York metro. They just oh. took uh, they just took Chili Davis's ch- ultimate chili dog <laughs> off the menu. <laughs> they, they removed the Chili Davis dog, <laughs> and uh, uh, that's gone now. That's uh, right. As, as, 
It, it, it used to cost two seventy four, as well, as well as and the, now it now it costs one thirty three. As well as the full <laughs> slater of fries, yeah, uh, they're gone too. Um, but uh, yeah, well, that, that, I, gonna, I don't know. I want to know what they're going to invent. What food they're going to use Quattle Bomb for? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Well, so listen, Quattle Bomb. Judging Quattle, Q, Q Quattle Bomb uh, re, re, uh, replaced Chili Davis, but veering oh. in that direction, I suppose we're going to talk about the Mets. Uh, yeah, the Mets circus first because we have what, the what, Mets what? circus, we have the Rangers circus, we've got. Um, Is any of it really all that interesting? If the you're, Aaron Rodgers side, the Aaron Rodgers circuit. Let's yeah. talk about that. The Aaron Rodgers circus. That's and, by far uh, the most entertaining. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk the, about the uh, Aaron Rodgers circus. Slowly sliding into the uh, play-in tournament, Lakers circus. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a lot circus of circus activity there's, going it's, on. It's, there's like four or five rings right now. Circai. Uh, it's a lot of that going on, but the Mets is a good place to start because yeah, this is if, uh, if you thought that so the Mets let, was let's, a let's new recap. Mets regime coming Let, uh, and things were going to be finally different. You well, we were got, you we were so 20, wrong, my friend. Twenty two or twenty three games, uh, twenty three games into the um, season, into the season before and we then, reverted to Wilpon Lane. So let's 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 think about this for a second. So the Mets are not hitting; they're not hitting at all. They're getting one run every twelve or thirteen months they just um, need to play know, the tigers for not yeah exactly but they're not getting any runs not hitting not hitting not hitting not hitting, especially with runners in scoring position just not hitting then three games in a row they start smacking the shit out of the ball and yeah. then they fire the p- hitting coach yeah makes perfect sense to me doesn't it well it's a it's a, a tactic it's, it's kind of well it's a kind of a steinbrenner move oh sure uh, right? and then we're not going got, to wait it's to... got steinbrenner and uh, Will Pond. Steinbrenner but, didn't even know who the hitting coaches were. However, <laughs> Steinbrenner just fired the manager. And however, what trickled down from there? Hitting, yeah. What makes it a Met move is that the explanations that come along. Oh, that were ridiculous. And this uh, fictitious Donnie Diesel. Yeah. Uh, bad. I mean, I mean, this is an absolute. Are we back to salt on the rim? <laughs> this is an absolute. Tony fucking... Diesel always puts salt on the rim. This is a I fucking joke by this club. You know that there's this, some shadowy character who is yet to be produced. I want to know. Uh, I want to see. Who's helping I want to meet team out. Exactly. And, and and then this bullshit about the know. process behind the scenes. Just a picture. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not about the result. It's the process. And instead of just going, eh. It wasn't working out, you know. I mean, look, this was. There's so there's so much that's so wrong about this. Yeah. If this is about analytics, first of all, this I'd like one hundred percent about analytics. Okay, Billy Davis what is not part, about analytics. Okay, what part does analytics play in the hitting coach's job? I don't. How think does that analytics? Sandy Alderson and uh, and uh, company care. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying, how does that fit in? Is that I mean. We're gonna we're gonna let the batter know what the analytics tell us the next right. pitch coming the, is. So expect yeah, that. based on you the know, analytics, expect this is the next pitch. Right. I mean, they're saying yeah, Chili Davis is an old, you know, he's sixty one years old. He's an old school guy. Right. He's not good. But what is he's not making out the lineup. He's not you know. Right. I, I, how does analytics come into this? And if you if you knew that going into the season, he's not an analytics guy. Well, get rid of him before the season starts. Get rid of him before the season. Absolutely. I I mean, this is, it just seems strange that it's like they, I don't know, for whatever reason, they didn't get rid of him. They wanted to get rid of him. And they said, well, we can't do it right away. 
So, you know, let's let's wait a few games. We'll wait 20 games, and if they're not hitting, then we'll have, you know, we can use him as a scapegoat, right. and he's gone. And but I don't understand how analytics plays into the hitting coach's role. I don't either. It how, does, more, how does that fit in? I, I don't get it. It would have made more sense, and not much more, mind you, but more sense nonetheless if they did it when they were still not hitting the ball. When they did right. the the day that they did it, they just came off of three games where they were smacking the ball all over the place. Wins right. or losses, they were smacking the ball. Now, when when you say the Mets aren't hitting, what you really mean is the Mets aren't scoring because the Mets are tied for ninth in the league in hitting. Okay, scoring. So Run, hitting, hitting, with runners, the whole, hitting, but the hitting, whole we, we scoring. All we care about is scoring. Yeah, we yeah. looked at the numbers last week, and nobody's hitting. Nobody. The league hitting, average right. was two thirty-two. Yeah, I mean the Red Sox are hitting two sixty-five, and they're you know seven points ahead of the the Angels in that department. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, this, it's almost like this was just a, a foregone conclusion. So kind of leads me to say, okay, well, we know that uh, Pete Alonso, by the way, another aspect of the, the clown show that this is, right. He finds out about it on Twitter. Right. And, uh, you know, and apparently he loves Chili Davis. He said he sat in his locker and cried about it. Let let me, let me throw a, throw a stat at you, which this is mind boggling to me as for the Mets. There's three teams that have not scored 100 runs. Okay, the Nationals have scored 88. The Detroit Tigers have scored 86. Mm-hmm. And guess who the third team is rounding out the last place in runs scored? That would be the Mets. 76 runs scored. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. So, um, and and maybe obviously that has something to do with it, but it's just the timing. It's the timing, right? If they did it, if if those three games, if Saturday night's game, Sunday's game, and Monday's game, if there were no bats, there were no hitting, there was no situational hitting, there was no hitting with runners in scoring position, they got one run here, two runs there, no runs in another game, and then they fired him, that's one thing. That's one thing. But they literally, they came off their, their best, one of their best three-game stretches as far as situational hitting goes. And run, hitting with runners in scoring position, right, and that's right. when they choose to. There's, fire there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys right now who have been coaches for a very long time, who have moved on from who have been with teams for a very long time, who have now are now being moved on because they're quote unquote too old school. So there is something to be said, whether it's analytics or just this situational hitting, in which it's like, okay, we're not going to, you know, our our second best hitter is not good against right-handers on Saturdays who have more than one pitch. Right. So we're going to take him out of the lineup. That's, that's not a pit. That's not a hitting coach. That's, that's out of out of their hands. I mean, yeah. it's no, no, it's you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's the same way that a lot of these decisions are now out of the manager's hands because the, the numbers dictate a certain way. But if this was a case where, and let's say for the sake of argument, there are certain players who just don't connect with Chili Davis because he is an old school guy and they're not old school guys because they're younger players or, or whatever. They've come up in a, in a different era, obviously. Uh, and, and you want to come out and say, look, he's just, we're not hitting. He's just not connecting with players. And, you know, despite the last three games, you know, three games is not uh, a great sample size to go, oh, everything must be fine because they've been hitting for the last three games. Uh, because you know it can immediately go south again, but just come out and say that. Don't don't put up this bullshit about you know it's 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 the process behind the scenes. It's not about the results. It's obviously a a, 
you know, about the results to a certain extent. And if he's not connecting with players, just come out and go, he's not connecting with players. Right. And, and you know, and take the hit. The management doesn't want to take a hit on, on anything. Here. No, no, no. Sounds like maybe, maybe he kind of was connecting with players. You know, I think he was connecting with some of them. But I mean, he if certainly that, was whatever... connecting with Pete Alonso and, and, and Michael yeah. Conforto. Which, which happened to be their two best hitters. You yeah. think? Right. <laughs> so, and then, of course, you know, you can sort of, again, look, I, I think that coaches do definitely have an impact. Um, some more so than others, but when you got a guy like Lindor and you know what Lindor is and he's a professional hitter and he's been in the league for seven years, how much, not that the hitting coach can't help him, but how much is the hitting coach really going to help him? Right. You know, is, is Lindor's slump Chili Davis's fault for not helping him get out of it? No, or is and, it that Lindor is just sucking right now? And, right. you know, and Lindor even said it in his presser, he said that, you know, he says Chili wasn't hitting the ball for him. You know, he'd love to be hitting the ball right now. He's got to work on it. He's got to do this. He's got to do that, whatever. And then, you know, on from there. But, you know, he he, he wasn't saying he, – he came right out and said, hey, Chili's Chil- not hitting the ball for me. You know, that's my fault. That's my fault. That's my problem. I got to do Yeah, he's yeah. not right. He's not batting for – and, yeah. and, again, th- this whole Donnie Diesel thing. I mean, that, yeah, that is just disgraceful. So, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not even – you know, like it's not even mildly – humorous right you know you're gonna make someone up out of whole cloth and and management's gonna go along with it and and say oh yeah this guy was kind of giving us some pointers or tips and he right. was helping us in ways that chili davis wasn't i mean what what kind of that, that's just despicable to treat somebody like that mm-hmm. you know but chili davis is not some you know kind of mediocre player no. Sort of washed up and hanging on in the game. And yes, okay, he got fired in Chicago. He got fired in Boston. Guys get fired. You know they mm-hmm. change jobs. It, you know it happens. Unless you're unless you're getting a promotion, like a, a higher higher position or better pay for the same position on another team. Generally, the only way you leave a team is either if you retire or you get fired. So, right, and lots of times yeah. it's not even you getting fired. It's, it's the manager got fired. fired, right? Right. So yeah, the Some, something's I mean, going. Something's going on there because it's, it's just it's, seems. It's, it seems like they're trying to deflect things and make people just, seem like they're doing something to rattle the cage, even though right. they're not. Yeah. It's, it's, Look, it's the Mets are one game out of first place. Yeah. It's still disgraceful. They're they're kind of playing the exact kind of ball I thought they would be playing. Other other than the fact that they're. They're just—they're not really hitting with runners in scoring position right now. Will, will that come around? Who knows? But the guys who are hitting are the ones who you thought were going to be hitting. Yes, Lindor is not really living up to his no, end as of, of the deal as right of, now. After Sunday, not including this afternoon's game, because obviously last night got rained out, so they made right. it a doubleheader today. So they get to play fourteen innings instead of you know right. eighteen between two days. Um, Lindor, uh, you know, up till. To start of today's game, uh, Lindor was on a 0 for 21 streak. Yeah, 0 yeah. for 21. 0 for 21. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? And, um, and, and, how, how many how many errors has he made at shortstop? How many times has he thrown it over Pete Alonso's head and into right field? How many? You know, yes, he, there's plenty of good baseball players not hitting who can't field either. <laughs> right. Well, so, he's, he's. But yeah, they paid him a lot of money. Yeah. He he's. I mean, not you know. He he may have a couple errors, but he's he's a good. He's, a, he's in a slump. Yeah, he's in a slump just overall. So, but. I I think a lot of hitters are in a slump right now. I think there's I think, yeah, I, think I think analytics has really helped the pitchers way more than it's helped the the hitters. And um, look, I mean the, the pitching's pretty been pretty dominant. Now, yes, there's some games where the scoring is back to what you thought it would be, but there's a lot of 
low scoring and or shutouts going on right now. Yeah. And um, it's. And there are, I mean, look at how many no headers have been, have been or, yeah. the, or the potential have been. What do we have three now? Today. There's three one now. today. It's three now. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three now. And there was almost one. Uh, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Jake, Jake and DeGrom came close. And not just the the yeah. one today and the the one before that. Yeah, it seems it seems perfect like, games. Seems like the one right. and two the one and two guys on every team have the ability to really go out and and dominate, and then you get to that third, fourth, fifth, and it's a crapshoot, right. and that's when you have the fifteen fourteen slugfest. Right. Um, but it's it's certainly I I. I I sort of like the fact that there's a chance you could see a no hitter or a perfect game or even a complete game. Cause look, the only way anybody's really going to do a complete game nowadays is if they have a chance for a no hitter or, or potentially a chance for a shutout in certain cases where you don't have a dominant closer. Right. Well, but, or, or unless you're pitching in a double header, yeah. then, he, then you can get a complete game with seven innings. But I mean, for Nolan Ryan, he would just pitch both games. I mean, Nolan he, Ryan he would, would pitch, pitch all 18 innings. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. 14. <laughs> well, no. Well, now he could. I mean, four, now, if, now it went, if it was a 14 in an extra inning game and it was like eight to seven, right. sometimes he just pitched the whole game. Right. Why the hell not? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just the whole thing is very Wilpon esque yes. and it stinks. And I just don't understand why they got to play games. This is a new regime, and we're not supposed to do that. And, I know it's ridiculous. And and like I said, they hired Hugh Quattlebaum, uh, yeah, and and Kevin Howard. Hugh Quattlebaum, uh, he um, he joined the organization this past offseason as the minor league director of hitting development, and he spent time with uh, in the last three seasons with Seattle. Um, so and how, how many at bats does he have at a major league level? Uh, yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we would have known with a name like Quattlebaum. I think yeah. Well, we well, no, if he had one remembered. or two at bats in Seattle in nineteen. Yeah, he, he had a cup of coffee with Seattle in eighty yeah. eight, and <laughs> exactly. now he's the Mets hitting coach right. for a team that's not hitting, for and it was the hitting coach's fault. So now we're going to bring in this clown, and he might well, be a perfectly he, nice gentleman, but what are your qualifications to be a hitting coach? Well, he was he, he was the Mariners minor league hitting coordinator for uh, 2018, 2019, and he was the assistant hitting coach with the with the Mariners. Um, the major league team uh, last year, so um, then then he came. To okay, the so he was uh, Slater last year for so the. So he was he was yeah pretty much, um, and then uh, Howard, um, Kevin Howard, um, from no, the White not, Shadow. Kevin Howard from the White <laughs> Shadow. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he joined the Mets this uh, this year uh, as the director of player development. Now he's the assistant uh, hitting coach. So um, so an office job, and now he's an assistant right. hitting coach. Yep. So there you go. So you help that player develop. You maybe you go help those guys develop. Maybe he's Donnie Diesel, and they just didn't want to name him until they. There's no him. Donnie Diesel. <laughs> Ken Howard. You know who Donnie Diesel is? The Marlboro Man. Yeah. 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 No, the Kevin Marlboro Howard. Man is Donnie Diesel. Kevin Howard actually was from North Arlington. All right. If I recall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we need to sh- let's shift on to something else. This yeah. Well, is way too much time allotted to New York Mets hitting coach J.D. Davis uh, is on the 10 day DL as of Sunday. Uh, yeah, right. He's out, and um, uh, but brings me to uh, uh, injury list. Um, Degrom will not go on the injury list. He's uh, it's good news. He an MRI revealed uh, only inflammation in his right lat. He will refrain from throwing for the next few days, but the Mets will not put him on the IL. So he's going to miss a start, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Got lucky there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll see. Because this is again, this is the sort of thing that turns into. A month and a half, right? Under the old Mets. 
Yeah, under the old Mets, he wouldn't pitch again until July. So right, yeah. and then it would just keep getting worse because yeah. they never would tell us what the real story is. Exactly. How are going to keep him off the IL, and then, uh, yeah. and then it turns out his you know his arm is broken. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we don't find that out until four, right. four weeks later, you know, because Donnie Diesel kicked him. No. Uh, but in any event. Uh, uh, now, um, I just want to bring one thing up. I, I don't know uh, if, if either of you, both of you, just, just you, Pete, any of you, um, watched uh, any of the game on uh, on Sunday. Um, did you see any of that? Did not. <laughs> Hilarity. Um, they're, they're up by what? They're up by f- four runs, and they bring in Diaz, who pitched on Saturday, and you have a four-game set coming up uh, oh, yeah, 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 right yeah. away. Why are you bringing your closer in? And then – He's throwing the first three pitches three feet out of the strike zone, and yet you leave him in. And then you make a mound visit, and he tells you that he's got tightness in his uh, in his back. Uh, his back is tight. But um, uh, and I'm you, not sure you leave they, him in. You leave did him in. they and know then, that beforehand or not? No. Well, according to Diaz, I believe they did. And according to, uh, according to uh, Rojas, they found out when uh, uh, Whitchmacall made a trip to the mound. And, oh, okay. Cause, uh, yeah, because what I read but is they still he, left him in, though. He had the tightness, but he wanted to try and work through it. Work but through I it. wasn't sure if the management was aware of that. Maybe working through not. it shouldn't be done on the mound. And probably, yeah. probably not. No. Well, you would think if you warm up and you still have tightness in your back, that should be the sign that you're not right. working through it. I mean, yeah. so the, the Mets relief situation has always been a clown car. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, there, there was absolutely no reason that no. Trevor May could not pitch that night. Then. No. He he cruised right through the eighth. Yeah, he would have had to come up to bat. Who cares? Who cares? They they were they had a four run lead. Just get through the get through the inning, close out the ninth, go home. It's ridiculous. But you know, whatever. What what are you going to do? It's, this is, and, this, and is, anal- is this is analytics. And Rojas basically said basically said that um, you know once <laughs> once he gave up that almost home run to to uh, Therese Hoskins, uh, then he pretty much knew then that that tightness wasn't going away. So that's when he pulled him out. So. Sure, sure. Good, well, good choice then. Good, good, good job. Yeah, I listen. That's always been that's always been the uh, uh, proverbial straw for me. Yeah, it's when know, I almost give up you, a home run. When I almost lose the game. Yeah, yeah. When I almost give up the home run, then I go, guys, I am too old and fat to do this. You got to put somebody in for me. But up until that point, I feel like I've I've got. I feel like this. you could do it, right? Exactly. I've got this exactly. Right. You know, twenty five years of cheeseburgers and milkshakes. I think I can get through the inning. Exactly. I, whatever, man. Whatever. The, the, Met, what the Mets are going to be a mess. They're going to be a mess. Forget it. Forget, forget about a great season. They're right. going to hang around. They're going to be around. But in the end, they will. They're going to be relevant. Be, still relevant in September. But they'll, they'll be relevant. We'll get to see them it. play exciting games. But yeah. you know, un- unless they go through a, a serious tank and they decide to replace the manager, who is not the first choice for manager, right. and who's too young and is going to just do what the front office says. Mm-hmm. But they won't replace them with, you know, no. no one's the old school managers. They're not coming back. No, no, they're not. You know, they're not. They're, they're not coming back because they bucked the system. And exactly, we're going to do this by the numbers. So, speaking of old school, the congratulations to John Means. I mean, he was one pass ball away from a perfect game today. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And the other guy last week hit the dude on the toe. Right, that was his only flaw. I think Means is 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 going to be one of these guys who quietly is going to battle for the Cy Young this year. He's four and zero, but one thirty seven ERA. You know, with point six seven WHIP, sixth. I mean, it, it, that th- this is one of the reasons why the Orioles are 
at least where they're at. He's, yeah, they're... I think they've, you know, I think he started five games and won four, or, or the, he started six and they've won five. I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, I, I watched. The, they were showing the the last inning on ESPN. They cut away to it, and the guy's stuff was still just. Was... He had a lot of movement. He's kind of an old school pitcher. But he's yeah. not blowing anybody away with 102 miles an hour. But man, he's, he's yeah, got 12, a lot. Got a lot yeah, of movement. Yeah, 12 strikeouts. You don't and, have and, to. And he never throws anything over the plate. He never throws anything over the plate. Yeah, Why? It amazes me how some pitchers. I think it's the movement. I think that some pitchers can get guys to swing out of the strike zone, where others, unless you throw something right down the down the uh, down the meat of the plate, they're 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 not going to swing at it. He 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 was. I mean, congratulations. That was a. Uh, I mean, at least it gives the Baltimore Orioles. So the, the Orioles might be the surprise team so far. I think everybody expected them to be one of the worst teams in the league. And, yeah, they're in last place, but they're they're not far off the rest of the pack. They're a game under five hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody is. Everybody's a game I mean, above or a game everybody's, under. Yeah, every, the exception of the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know what? Just uh, on those pitcher notes, congratulations to uh, Jake DeGrom. Uh, National League uh, Pitcher of the Month for uh, April. And on that note, let's shift over to the Yankees. Congratulations to Garrett Cole, uh, American League Pitcher of the Month for April, too. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, both those guys are the only consistent things uh, each either team has. But, look, the, it took the Yankees a while to get warmed up. It took them playing three against uh, against a miserable Detroit team, and, and it seems like it carried over. So, you know, the, net, the Mets just – Give it a little time. I think. I mean, people like Lindor will come around. Uh, He's not going to be batting like this for the whole season. It's no, not going to. Ha- it's no. just not going to happen. He's you just want. You want him to. You want some of that power to come back, and you want some of that timely hitting in his RBIs. Yeah, he started out as an average guy, meaning not average as in an average player, but he hit over. I think he only hit over three hundred in his first two years in the league, and then he his numbers dramatically shifted to way more home runs, way more RBIs, mm-hmm. and a much lower batting average. So. Hopefully he'll come around. I mean, he's he's facing a whole new group of pitchers to some degree. So uh, sometimes it's harder coming into the National League. You 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 have to face more pitchers more more often. Right. So uh, we'll see. This is true. This is true. But hey, you know what? I mean, it looks like that you know three game uh, <laughs> three game uh, series against uh, the Tigers did jumpstart him. You know so. It did, even though you know they had to win one two nothing. So right. and and look, hopefully it gives some confidence to Corey Kluber. Uh, you know Jordan Montgomery today is just pitched out of a jam, and the Yankees just went ahead in the third. So the Yankees pitching is, if I had to grade it as far as you know, is it where I expected it to be, or better than where I expected it to be? In general, I think it's better than where I think Talon's a slightly above where I expected him. Kluber, yeah, of course we're gauging it on an outing against the Tigers, but. Still, he went what seven, eight innings, eight innings, and um, you know gave up two hits. So yeah. that's all really promising. Uh, well, you know what it is. It's it's Booney. Booney got thrown out of that game. Well, I think what it is is Booney finally listening to people screaming in his ear and saying uh, three things that I, I've been saying forever: get Sanchez out of there every day, get Hicks out of the fourth spot, and and move Stanton around. Now, Stanton's hitting second now for whatever Stanton's reason. Hitting almost three hundred right and he's, now, and he's clobbering the cockpit of the ball again. For somebody like Stan, the th- three games against the Tigers are great, 
but yeah, they, they he's really juggled the lineup around, and they're starting to they're starting to hit the ball. Sure. And they're you know it's a combination of old school Yankee, yeah, get a guy on base, hit a long ball. But you know the other day the other game they won, you know Odor got hurt on the play, but they started playing some small ball. Yeah, and I looked, think they're they motiv- worse than it. Uh, it yeah, was, yeah, and I think they're motivated to uh, to beat the the Astros, who are you know everybody's favorite villain these days. Well, they certainly got a, a w- welcome reception when they first uh, walked on the field yesterday yeah. <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was well, they some it. of the signs were actually pretty funny, too. <laughs> they had that blow up garbage can and uh, some other stuff that was pretty good. But anyway, um, you know, when the Yankees when the Yankees are winning, the, the the one thing I look at is who's scoring the runs. And when it's the top two or three guys, usually the top two in the lineup that are scoring, they tend to win. Who's who scored the two runs tonight? LeMahieu and Stan. There you go. So, and Stan's over 300 now. He's hitting 301, which. When was the last time you saw a 300 next to Gary Stanton's name? I think, I don't know. I, I was, uh, it, it was a long, it, it, it was a long time ago. And he certainly was playing where there's palm trees blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Might've been the uh, last time he went bowling. I think yeah. So. I think so. <laughs> he bowled the 301, right? He bowled the 301, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the one pin bounced out and knocked one down in the next lane. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. He bowled the I, Imagine watching Giancarlo Stanton bowl. I feel like he could crush the ball with his hands. Just throw like, little pieces just, down there. Just it would be like, put it down it would be like the Flintstones. It would go down just there right. and like the pins would smash apart. Yeah. The ball would crack in half. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, that would uh, that would probably be what would happen too. That's good. Um, Speaking of the Yankees and uh, the Astros, I wanted to pose this question uh, uh, specifically to you, Mister Nuts, um, and it's Mr. been bandied Nuts. about. And and I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was an interesting question uh, for you. Who is the most hated Yankee opponent of the moment? Let's just say right now, is it the Astros? The Rays or the Red Sox? Which of those three teams? I think it'll always be the Red Sox, no matter what. Always be the Red Sox. Not so. So you don't think even temporarily? I, I think uh, the Rays. I, I think the Rays are hated more in a frustrating way because there's no parity with it, right? Um, but yeah, I, I the reason why I say that is I think the Yankees are not alone in their hatred of Houston right. and Yankee fans. Yeah. But if, if you're if you're gauging it based on fans' reaction now. I don't think the Red Sox have been to Yankee Stadium yet this year when fans are allowed, right? Because they haven't even played each other yet. Damn, I don't think they've played no. each other yet. No, so, no and, ta- like and, 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 and Tampa, I don't think, has been to Yankee Stadium yet either. So this is the first sign of this. So you might be right. Maybe temporarily it is the Astros. Um, you know, there's but a lot Boston, of frustration there. But Boston's got you know their own um... – uh, woes or, or uh, um, trials and tribulations with cheating. So yeah, they're probably going to get an ear filled too. But I yeah. don't know if it will be if the Boo Birds will be out a, a, as much in force for Boston as they are right. for, for. I'm Houston. sure they will just for a general purpose. But the the right, you know, but I mean, Boston, the, Boston know, cheating not only wasn't as much as at the Astros, at, or at least was. The, I, I think the Brett, as much, but Brett Gardner is going it didn't as much in, uh, directly right. uh, involved or affect the Yankees right. Yeah. Right. as I think, Astros. I did. think Brett Gardner is going to have to remind some of these young kids why they have to hate these other teams because there's nobody around anymore. I mean, the old rivalry is just – it seems neutered a little bit just based on what's going on. But, sure. yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay, Boston, and, and the Astros, obviously. I think the, I think the fans – 
obviously are, are getting more riled up against Houston. It's the last time they really got knocked out of a World Series hope was when Chapman blew it. Now Tuve hit that home run, and then right. lo and behold, right after that, the, the cheating was revealed. So yeah, and, and also the uh, you know Altuve won the MVP that should have been judges should have been judges right, cheating right, yeah. you know uh, Tampa Bay you hate because you can't beat them yeah but I, I hopefully I mean I would think there's a, something of a grudging respect yeah. there it's, uh, it's Boston it's, of course you always hate because they're just yeah, yeah. I mean I hate, I, hate Al, I hate Altuve whenever he plays the Yankees however I think he would look great in pinstripes. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same thing I said about Roger Clemens and A Rod. You know? Yeah, right. he looked taller. Yeah, he, he looked look taller. Really long. Yeah, they have an elongating effect. I think that'd be great. Is if he if he batted right after, right next to Judge, so they could. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that All Star game. That was uh, when they were standing. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Was put funny. put him right between uh, Stanton and Judge for team photos. <laughs> All like right. Well, a, let me like uh, a pyramid stand hey, on. Look, he's judges. he's a much better hitter than both of them <laughs> in clutch situations. Actually, have have Judge down on one knee and have Altuve sitting on his. Uh, his other knee. than <laughs> other than his ex teammate, <laughs> put him up on his shoulders. Well, but but seriously, other than his ex, <laughs> other than Springer, who's been a more clutch hitter in the postseason in the last five years than than Altuve? Sure. Sure. Well, you know, anybody can be a clutch hitter when they know what pitch is coming, you know. Hey, I, fucking good for them for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Start doing it and figure out a way to get that leverage. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you're right, though. He's been he's been clutch. I mean, maybe he wouldn't have been as clutch, but well, we'll six see. and one, a dozen of the other, he's still, he's still clutch. We'll so, but, yeah, you know, what you going to do? Anyway, um, cool. Um, I wanted. I wanted to also bring up. Uh, oh, did you have anything else about the Yankees? Mm, I don't. Now, Stanton, Stanton did hit another home run today. Today, there you go. There you go. So it's but he's he's always been streaky, right? Well, I mean, he's had he had a he, no, not necessarily. He's either been really good or really bad. I mean, yeah, that's that's streaky. <laughs> well, for a whole season. <laughs> I mean, he he came, didn't he win the MVP? The inventor of the word streaky, uh, rest well, comfortable. Okay, so he's up and down. <laughs> he, he hasn't been streaky to me. Is when okay, you, you go through a slump and then, but you wind, you know, you, then all of a sudden you go on a tear. I haven't yeah. seen Stanton really go on a tear since he's been a Yankee. Yeah, that's, a little bit more on is, the extreme side for you is what you're talking about. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, the, what, what I wanted to bring up was um, uh, Genesis uh, Cabrera. And the three batter rule, another example of stupidity, oh. uh, where he's out, un, unable to control his pitches occasionally, and that whole situation, uh, hitting Bryce Harper in the face, and then hitting uh, whoever else he hit—I forget who, who the next batter was—and mm -hmm. not getting thrown out of the game, and everybody except apparently the rules of Major League Baseball, and the umpire saying this guy needs to get the hell out of there—he's a danger to himself and our players will they change this rule or will they just kind of no, go did, eh. did they call it the wild thing rule it should be <laughs> it should be but or will they just go ah that was an unusual situation well and I, I i think the rules really state that you can't the umpire's discretion right so you, well, the you get warrant you get warrant umpire has complete discretion so and it it's really the rule for what the umpire is supposed to base it on is if in malicious if intent was there you know we we forget that back in the day there used to be a lot more hit hit by pitches 
you know, guys would come in and, you know, get plunked. All right, we're good. And the next inning, you know, there'd be three, four or five back and forths before anybody started to get thrown out. Nowadays, it's a complete warning if anybody gets up. So I think it was the umpire's discretion. But, yeah, he's not not very accurate. Well, yeah, but doesn't he have? It's, and I think he'd still be was, a fifth starter on the Yankees. That was Joe Girardi's point uh, right. that, that he was saying. Well, whether it was intentional or not, he's hitting guys. You you can't let him stay out there. But I, because I, of this rule, I guess he was maybe perhaps more a little more reluctant to take him out. But yeah, right. for once, like an umpire not making himself part of the game, and uh, and and again, who is? I guess he was uh, Cabrera was. Um, abjectly apologetic on the mound and he wasn't really trying to hit those guys no. i guess but uh you see, i don't know you, you kind of have to get rid of them right it's, it's happened whether, whether you're trying to hit uh, them or not you kind of have to throw I, mean, them I, re- I remember i remember games where it might have not have been as so consecutively but i remember guys pitching five six seven ends and hitting three or four guys i mean it, it it's part of the uh <laughs> it's part of the reality i think was this major leagues or, or in rec ball no, this is major league. <laughs> Slow pitch softball. Yeah. Um, I mean, we I talk know, about I, Nolan Ryan a lot. How many times do you remember Nolan Ryan just plunking a few guys? Well, yeah, but that was a different era. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you well, can play whole... about Chili Davis getting fired, but I can't bring up Nolan Ryan. All right, yeah. Nolan well, Ryan's uh, pitches were far more dangerous than this guy's. The, uh, the, the look the the three batter rule. You know, as as we know, all of these. I mean, you want to you want to call it like you know some of the rules with safety, with the pandemic and everything. The three batter rule is nothing more than a way to speed up the game. That's all. It's purely yeah. just you know, okay, we want to you know. Here's one way. You know, in addition to the pointing to he misunderstood and, it. He yeah. thought he had to go in there and whatever he did to the first batter, he, he had, had to, to do, do to the, next. the second <laughs> and the third. Right? He <laughs> misunderstood it. It was uh, yeah, you know just a misunderstanding a of the communication. Role. It was just well, they told him. Get in there and get these guys out. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got three out, you got, out of the batter's box and onto you, you, the field. You got it. You got to face three pitchers, and then we want to get you out. Or three hitters, then we want to get you out of there. So we figured, well, this is the quickest way it's to way go to on. get it out. Yeah, just yeah. throw three balls at them. I'm done. Well, is, uh, who was it? Take a shower said, and have a beer. Who was it that said, "Why do with uh, why do with something with four pitches you can do with one"? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. It's just again uh, to me, it's just kind of a. It's time saving. That's what he was doing. He was saving time. You know, he was going to walk him anyway. What the hell? Yeah, that's <laughs> why so I don't need to. Well, but you don't have to intentionally, right? You don't even have to throw pitches. Well, to he wasn't getting the intentional down. walk. Uh, He's like, I don't. I want these guys. He, he was gonna... intentionally walking them the quickest way. <laughs> was, it was his decision. Right? It, I'm not it, giving it up an intentional. The, walk. the automatic <laughs> intentional walk now takes away from the opportunity to swing at a pitch where a pitcher gets too close. Yeah, right. yeah. But I get it. That rule, I don't mind. I don't mind that one. The three batter, the three batters facing three batters. Uh, you know what? I don't Look, like it. I don't. It like seems. It, it seems. I don't care about speeding up the game. I don't either. And you know what? If somebody, I'm not going if somebody, anywhere. <laughs> if somebody's not going to watch the game because it's three and a half hours long, they're not going to watch it if it's three hours long either. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's also. <laughs> I mean, it's also unless you get the game down to twenty five minutes, you're not doing anything with that. It's also anti analytics, right? Sure. Because. Your analytics tell you, okay, let's bring the lefty in to face the lefty, and then we'll get him out and put the righty back in. And right, yeah, which you can't do that. You no, know, I, I, dude, I would be interested to see. Let's go back ten years and look at. Let's look at relievers 
lefty on lefty matchup versus lefty on righty because we're all old enough to remember when you brought in a reliever and he pitched to anybody well it doesn't matter what side of the plate they're right 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 right, right. i would be interested to see if there was really that much of an increase uh in 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 hits or or in the outs however you want to you know look at it based on the 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 matchup i don't think there is any as much anymore because nobody's really throwing breaking pitches anymore I mean, and maybe it flipped the other way around because the only people who ever got hits against Mariano Rivera were right-handers because, the you know, the, he, he threw that cutter, which was just devastating to, to, right. to left-handed hitters. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's still something there or else there wouldn't be switch hitters, right? Um, it's well, just, I mean, supposedly... It's just the way in which you see the ball. Right, but to, I mean, right, and supposedly it was about the inside pitch. If you have a righty throwing to a lefty, it's harder to, you know, even if you're hitting the inside, the pitch is moving across the plate instead of straight down, you know. But, I mean, does it really make that much of a difference? I would be interested to see because that whole kind of trend might have been born out of next to nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there is not. There is. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's true. some evidence that it, yeah. it makes a difference, but yeah, you know, just how much. But anyway, now it's kind of if, if there wasn't evidence to it, then a guy who hits 323 from one side of the plate and 283 from the other side of the plate wouldn't be a switch hitter, right? Right. Yeah, sure. right that's true. It's true. So, on that note, should we do our top ten? Top ten. Giving you a little extra, as always. As always, is this the longest list. top ten list? This is uh, the longest. This is, is this it? is this is it's tied. It's tied. Oh, okay. It's tied. So it's tied. what we, is we, the official number? Is it sixteen? Fifteen. 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 Okay. Fifteen. Right there. The, t- this week's top ten is our top ten first baseman in Major League Baseball history. Um, if you uh, if you check your uh, private chats, I sent you them because I do remember I, I didn't send it to you before. I see that. Ones, but, I see um, the use of the private chat. See the use of the Ooh. private chat. And for the first time in podcast history, I had it set on comments. You had it. Set oh, on. All right. I had. I wouldn't have known if it was uh, that that was there if you hadn't told me. There you go. There you go. So, in any event, uh, yeah. So t- top ten first baseman in Major League Baseball history, folks. We have fifteen. Of our top ten. In fact, everybody that the three of us have picked some different players, obviously, uh, and uh, all fifteen of them made the top ten. In fact, we don't even have a top ten, folks. We have a top nine uh, because our <laughs> our our lowest rated, our lowest voted, I should say, lowest voted uh, top tens or uh, all tied. Four of the lowest ones were so, all tied for ninth. So, so no, nobody had zero points. Nobody had zero points. We did not name a single player that, uh, that got in our, in our individual points. list that had zero points. Right. If we did, we would have more than 15. So well, let, let me ask you guys this, because this, to me, this, is, this was a strange category. And look, we all have our own methods and methodologies of choosing, right? Sure, sure. And I know that based in part on what you some of the lists that you've made, Harry, I have made a more conscious effort to look at some of the old school earlier era players who mm-hmm. normally I maybe would overlook would, or yeah, would overlook or would sort of discount or whatever. Sure. I, I have, a, I have, a, I had a bunch of them on there, obviously. Well, but, that's what I was about but to but say. The guy who was hit, the guy who hit 315 in 1922. Yeah. Great. yeah there, there's something of a discount there, but yeah. my point about this list is, if you're really depending on how your criteria was set up, there could have been thirty easily. No, easily four or five guys on this list 
who kind of came from a lot of the earlier eras and right. and a couple in, guys in addition who to maybe the people will, that are already and, on it and a couple guys right. who might be playing right now who might be on here yeah know, eventually so this was like a list where i went man i can't really put four guys who all played before 1930 on this list well but they the, were all kind of worthy of it the, yeah. I, I i had the same thought process and there was a couple guys that i left off of mine who were very close and were on the bubble who were more older players because I didn't want to discredit, let's just say, more modern era players, yeah. players that I think are never thought of. And two of mine are made this list. Obviously, yep. all of ours made this list. But the two guys <laughs> that I was pretty definitive that need that I think should have been on there, I think deserve to be on there, and probably did it at a time when the competition was a little broader and and and, and better. So sure. they they might not the stats at the stats were close, they were equal and I went with these guys because I, I just feel like a lot of these lists and a lot of these uh you know ranking top 10s, top 20s, whatever the case might be, a lot of times they they defer to the much older players. Right. Right. And so and there was a couple of guys that I think and I didn't expect them to, to really make the final list, but there's a couple of guys that I know from watching them a lot, you know, one of them in person and the other one a, a lot, just because I followed his team towards the end of his career. We're, we're the best, we're the, one of the best that ever played the game. And, and they, and, and I think a lot of times for, for position players, we go off of home runs and RBIs as opposed to, you know, just batting average and hits and, and first base is one of those where I think being able to play the field is a big part of that. You yeah. know, there's, there's a couple of guys on here who had much, who were either outfielders or DHs or part-time first basemen who I didn't put on the list because to me, they weren't first basemen right. for the, right. for the majority yeah. of their career. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, once you get to the major leagues, the, the kid who played, the kid who played left field uh, becomes the first baseman. Right. <laughs> right. Although it's funny because in little league, a right field. The worst fielder in right, right field. field. Right field. That's right what I meant. Right, right field. field. Yeah. 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 Well, no. See, I always thought, like in the pros, you put the worst, the worst outfielder in left field. Yeah. No, you do now. always. So right, you do now. But yeah, more, was, that's because there's more. That's because there's more pull hitters when and righties when you're playing little league and the ball never goes to right field. Right. Yeah, that's right. So you, you hire. But yeah, this was a very. Int- I mean, I found myself more than probably any other list comparing numbers and going, yeah. well, this. And not just home runs, but you know, mm-hmm. on base and and yeah. up, and the, you know, I mean, oh, well, this and, and RBI. You know, this guy had thirty more RBIs, but this guy had. And, and, I, you know, and I didn't have one of the guys who's made our list. I didn't have as a first baseman because I thought we were going to do DHs, and he would be number one probably on my DH list. True. And that's and that's David Ortiz. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell you right away that he wasn't on my list because I don't really consider him a first baseman. Yeah, yeah I think I felt the same way. So, but I don't think I had him on my list. And, and then, you know, so, well, and, and, it's also the place, right? Because right. where he is on this first baseman's top 10, I guess you can where be he will involved. be on the DH yeah. top 10. Right. Know, so. Yeah. Big difference. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry. Just, I, I just, to me, this list was not yeah. harder to make than others, but there's certainly, I was like, man, th- th- these, this guy and this guy and this guy were all, you know, there are no photos of them. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. to speak. They you could know, have all been, you know, higher on this list or on this sure. list. Yeah. Like, you like I, I had Eddie Murray, for instance. I mean, we'll go through the names, but I had Eddie Murray on my list until I, I, I had 12 and I had to bump two off. Right. And 
I just kind of looked at the numbers and I said, you know what? I love Eddie Murray. I was like, he's like my favorite guy that didn't play for the Yankees for many years. Right. But he, it's he's great, but he just wasn't in my top ten based on how I analyze it. And I and I think he also benefits a little bit from being from playing in the seventies and eighties. Whereas some of the guys who played in the nineties and two thousands, unless some of them get, I think, a little bit overrated. And then there's a bunch of them that disappear and never get talked about. Right. So right. I got you. So, all right. So let's go all through right. the let's go through them. <clears throat> all right. Like I said, we have fifteen, and uh, there is actually no number ten. And we have a four way tie for number nine. Uh, number nine D is uh, Jim Tomey, or Thomey, whatever you want to call him. Who was a guy who played in current times, but looks like he played in nineteen forty six. He does look like he played in nineteen forty six. James Howard Tomey, actually born in nineteen thirty nine. That's right. Began his professional career at the age of eight. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. He was just such a uh, big kid. They thought of the. And I'm going to make all of us feel great. He's actually younger than the three of us. I know. <laughs> but in any event, he played for the Indians, the Phillies, the White Sox, the Dodgers, the Twins, and the Orioles. Uh, Indians and Phillies came back around again to them. But um, yeah, five time All Star, member of the Baseball Hall of Fame, just uh, uh, crazy numbers. And he's only our 9D. So there you go. Jim Tom. Yeah. Uh, move on to. Oh, I didn't put it up. There you go, Jim. Tell me. How do <laughs> no, we? Uh, no, how do we? No pictures how do we, today. No pictures. How do we no, do, we do have the? Do, do pictures. Just how do we ball. do the letters? Do we? Is that by? Like, what's the criteria? For I just uh, whatever, whatever they wherever they fell on the list as I was writing them. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, give okay. a criteria. Alphabetical so order. I didn't know if it was alphabetical or maybe John, like, John's alphabetical. It's order. not even. In, it's even my alphabet. You vowels, put, vowels come after K and then <laughs> back to alphabetical. Uh, order. Well, maybe yeah, we like, should like uh, who would lose? Like who's the fastest runner? Amongst oh. the nines should be should be nine A or that would definitely be the next person on this list because the who other looked, three the other three could not run in their prime. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. yeah. Who looked the best in a tuxedo? Is that know. again the next guy on the so list? We'll have to yeah, go. With, we'll have to go with nine C. Nine C would be Todd Helton. There we go. Todd Helton. Uh, Todd Lynn Helton uh, is his name. Um, yeah, played his entire career for the Rockies. Again, he's also a five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, um, batting champion in 2000, RBI leader in 2000, and his number 17 is retired by the Rockies, uh, as is their will to win this year. But that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, Probably the best Rocky of all time. Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody made a big Everybody made a big stink about hitting in Colorado in the thin air and all he that. Played, he played half his games everywhere else, and his average was actually higher on the road for half the season. That's right. People don't know that. And I don't think it had that. Well, I mean, no, you're I, there. You would know, but it, it has an effect, but not that much of an effect. No. Right. And he was just, I mean, good for so long. Oh, God. 20, over 2,500 hits, almost 400 home runs, 1,400 runs batted in. And I'll tell you what, uh, excellent, excellent defensive uh, yeah, first baseman. First, and first I, baseman. And, and I'll tell you, um, I think if he played on the Mets or played on the Yankees or played on the Dodgers, I think he'd be a seven, eight-time All Star and probably, probably a five-time Gold Glove winner. And you know, yeah, if he played uh, half his games in Yankee Stadium, yeah, oh god, that's sure. What would his what would his home run numbers home, be? Home, then? home yeah. run, because I mean, Coors Field is is a big ballpark. Yeah, right. and so you know, and for for you know obvious reasons, but I mean, they right field's is sort of a shorter porch in in Coors Field too. But yeah, he would have. He would. He was one of those guys who could definitely pull the ball, and um, mm-hmm. 
but so good for so long. Finally, you know, finally made it to the World Series, and uh, well, fucking Red Sox. There you go. <laughs> yep, of, yep, 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 yep. So. Speaking of Red Sox. <laughs> Speaking of Red Sox, let's go to number nine B. Not only, not only did he come out on the short end of, of the World Series there, he came out on the short end of our list as well. Yeah, and, and a guy who I don't think I ever saw him run in his playing career. <laughs> uh, Just go. trot around the bases after hitting the most uh, clutch home runs in the history of the postseason play. Exactly, and that would be Mr. David Americo Ortiz Arreyes. Uh, David Ortiz, folks, big poppy, uh, played his, uh, uh, was drafted by the twins actually, um, mm-hmm. played didn't the twins for six years. Yeah, he did. Uh, played he, first base. Played, played first base. Then they came to Beantown and, uh, played the rest of his career for the Red Sox. All of his, uh, all of his numbers, uh, are from, uh, the Sox a 10 time all-star three time world series champ as world series MVP in the last one. He won, uh, in 2013, uh, ACLS MVP in 2004. And I think, Harry, you remember that uh, American League Championship Series, right? Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember 07. 07 was, was an interesting year for sure. – uh, sure. I remember the Rockies playing in the snow in the postseason. There you go. I'll say this about David Ortiz. Uh, in the Nintendo 64 version of Major League Baseball 2000, mm-hmm. if you are an American League team, I like to uh, play the game with a draft, so you draft your team. Uh, he is the last DH taken. I don't really? know why. Really, I don't know. I, and this is the, this is the 2000 version of the game. I don't ever. I don't remember another other than Reggie Jackson, who had you know some really epic postseasons. I I think David Ortiz is the most clutch postseason hitter I've ever witnessed. I mean, he's he was just that good for. In three championships for the Red Sox. Number one, he was on the first team to bring them a championship since whatever the hell it was. 1918. 1918. And then he won two more with them. I mean, yeah. he's. A, I mean, other than Tom Brady, I mean, I think he's probably more beloved than Pedro or, you know. In, oh, in Big Poppy more than Pedro? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, no, no more, no more left before they won a championship. No yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, you know, David Ortiz is just the—he's beloved and rightfully so. He's kind of like the Charles Barkley of baseball. You know, he's well. He's, apparently, there are some uh, Japanese game designers who don't care for him much. Apparently not, <laughs> and he didn't fit into their algorithm. <laughs> I don't. I think because he doesn't fit into the uh, clothing that they, uh, which is good for me because he would always end up on my team because I would just wait. That I knew he, way too. Big. I knew he was going to be there. That and inside just, out swing where you would just line it down the left field line. I'm just like, uh, he always had a chance of throwing him out of second base. That was the only positive to it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or All first right. base on a, a sharp line or two, uh, to right, right. field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could scoop it and come up throwing. You could, you could put yeah. him out. There you go. And that would be David Ortiz. Let's move on to nine. We haven't even gotten out of the nines yet. So let's All get right, out we'll of the go, go a little quicker. Let's move on to Harmon Killebrew, nine. Another, another, another Minnesota twin. Another Minnesota twin. The killer or Hammer and Harmon. Uh, he was. Uh, he played the original his, Jim Tomey. Yeah, the original Jim Tomey. <laughs> really. He uh, he played his entire career for the Twins. Of course, he started when they were the Senators, the Washington Senators, before they were the Twins. I actually finished up his career one year with the Royals, but. Uh, uh, his his career was pretty much done at that point. But uh, 13-time All-Star, uh, AL MVP in 1969, uh, six-time home run leader, uh, three-time uh, RBI leader, 
Um, his number three is retired by the Twins. He's in the uh, and he's in, of course, he's in the in Cooperstown. But uh, yeah, just uh, his numbers are, are are right up there with any of these yeah. guys that are. This, in the this is a <clears throat> this is a name that you know you like you hear it, oh, and yeah. unless you do a little bit of a deeper dive, you don't realize how incredible his numbers were. And uh, I've read stories about him, like throwing guys out from sitting, <laughs> sitting oh, on yeah. the infield, oh, yeah. feeling yeah. the ball and, and throwing guys out from a sitting position, you know, because he was tired. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tired. Yeah. I think Bobby um, tried that too. Rest but yeah, you, you hear the name and you go, Oh yeah. He was one of those old school, really good players. No, no, no. He was really good. Oh. So, um, I was out at a uh, uh, target field in Minnesota a couple years ago. And, there's two statues, two Kirby, statues. Kirby and uh, Kirby and, and Harmon. Yep, yeah. those are the two statues at Target Field. So, um, yep, Harmon, Clayton, Killebrew Jr. And there you go. So, all right, and Prince. Prince, and Prince, and what? And Prince probably, and, yeah. and Prince, and Prince, yeah. <laughs> Harmon, Who yeah. probably would have been a fantastic first base. Would have been a great first baseman, absolutely. Would have played in those high heels. <laughs> well, according to Chappelle, he was uh, he was more of a, yeah. of a baller than a, a basketball player. But I'm sure sure he would have you know been fine. Absolutely, found found an amazing uh, right. uh, painting on the side of a building in like just a, a middle of nowhere in in, in uh, Minneapolis of uh, Prince. It's pretty cool. He, he used but... to do that. He used to go out and paint the side of buildings <laughs> himself, his own. <laughs> He's the portrait. portraits of, of Harmon Killebrew. <laughs> yeah, he painted Harmon Killebrew. Right? <laughs> Everybody thought it was Banksy, but now it's right. nope, not. Right. Uh, it was Hammer and Harmon. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So that brings us to the eights. Uh, let's start with the eights. Eight uh, C is Mr. Jeff Bagwell, Jeffrey Robert Bagwell. Um, played his entire career with the Astros. Four-time All-Star, uh, NL MVP in '94, uh, back when the Astros were in the National League. Uh, National League Rookie of the Year in 91. Uh, won a Gold Glove Award. Three times he won a Silver Slugger Award. And he's in the Hall of Fame as well. How how he was only a four-time All-Star blows my mind. But again, yeah. smaller market guy. Didn't get on TV a lot. But mm -hmm. every year was just fantastic. Yeah. He also had a pretty long career, if I'm, my memory serves me correct. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. 15 years. He played 15 years. Uh, 91 through 05 for the Astros. Off the Astros. Um, yeah, Bags was uh, great. Uh, <laughs> you're right, a smaller market. That's what it was. You know, yeah, it wasn't it just like didn't, you know, didn't get the exposure, and then not not like the Astros are getting exposure and, and now. And, and imagine if he was stealing signs. Oh, right, he would hit three forty five every year. Exactly. Yeah, he finished his career with all, just shy of three hundred. Was his career batting average? So yeah. All right, that was uh, Jeff Bagwell. Move on to eight B. Eight B is Mister Rod Carew. Rodney Klein Carew. Um, interesting story. Uh, got, you know how he got his name, by the way? From his Rod? Parents. What? From his parents? His dad's <laughs> last name is Carew. His, well, yeah, no. His, his, dad, his dad's last name was Carew. Very good, yes. He got the last name from his father, yes. But he got his Rodney Klein. His first mill name was actually the name of the doctor that delivered him. Nice. Yep. Yeah, he was born on a train. So when the doctor was on the train, and, uh, he's always moving. He was always moving, always moving. But uh, yeah, he, good his, thing his name wasn't Thomas. There you go, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine Carew. Exactly, um, Thomas the Tank Engine or Knuckles. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> Knuckles Carew, <laughs> a doctor, a, an obstetrician with the nickname Knuckles. Doctor, I don't know about that. Yeah, at least he wasn't a gynecologist. <laughs> well, can you imagine it just running through the train, going, "Is there an obstetrician on the?" <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Knuckles. 
Knuckles Timpson. Dr. Knuckles Deep, please report to gynecology. (laughs) You had to go there. Anyway. I can help you. There you go. He uh, he started his he started his career with the Twins. He played uh, played twelve years with the Twins, and then finished up with the Angels. Played seven years for the Angels. Um, yeah, his career batting average three twenty eight. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know crazy. of a better hitter that I've ever seen. Maybe That's Kirby Puckett. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I I think whenever he really wanted to get a hit, he just got a hit. Uh, he was uh, he was unbelievable. And a pretty good fielder too. Good, definitely. And Absolutely. he uh, made it into the uh, the Hanukkah song. He did. he did. He made it into the Hanukkah song. Yep. Um, and there's still skepticism about whether he actually did fully convert to Judaism or not. But uh, either way, Adam Sandler did place him in that song. Switch hitter, right, Raku? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Um, well, he batted left, but I think lefty. He, that's right. He's a left. Oh. Yeah, he batted left. He batted left and threw right. That's how. That, there you go. So he switched uh, things. He's, he was ambidextrous. He was ambidextrous. There you mm-hmm. go. So, all right. Number 8B, Rodney Klein Carew. Let's move on to 8A. 8A is Johnny Mize. Johnny Mize, the big John, if you will, or the big cat. Um, he played for the uh, Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, for five years. Then he went to the New York Giants. And finished up his career with the Yankees. Uh, won five consecutive World Series with the Yankees, uh, 49 through 53. And that's when he finished his career. And every year he was on the Yankees, he won the World Series. <laughs> and then he retired. And, and yet he wasn't, he didn't make our all-Yankees all team. <laughs> and yet he still didn't make our all-Yankees team. That well, they kind of carried Yankees. him. Yeah. <laughs> he was a systems him. first base. He was a systems first base. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those names you hear and you go, Mize, yeah, I know, I've heard that name. He was good. Sure. But again, do a deep dive into the numbers and yep. uh, make your eyes pop. Exactly. Yeah. John Robert Mize, number 8A. All right, we'll Great move on. Great name, too. John Robert Mize. Johnny Mize. Johnny Mize. Not to be confused with Johnny Mizell. Johnny Mizell. He could be a stock car driver or, uh, you know, some sort of a. Famous movie actor or something. That's just a great or drug. both or both drug, drug dealer, drug, drug dealer. dealer. No, no. The Johnny king Mize. of cocaine, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Mize. <laughs> yeah, go see Johnny Mize. He'll get to. He'll take care. Yeah. All right. That brings us to number seven B. Seven B is going to be Eddie Murray. We Eddie Murphy. All right. Eddie Murphy. Not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murray. Eddie Clarence Murray. Steady Eddie. Uh, played for the Orioles, the Dodgers, the Metsies, the Indians, the Orioles again. Then he played for the Angels and finished back up with the Dodgers, uh, both in the same year. Uh, retired in 97. Eight-time All-Star, World Series champion in 83 with the O's. Um, AL Rookie of the Year in 77, three-time Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, and three-time Silver Slugger Award. And two of the three years he won the uh, Gold Glove, he won the Silver Slugger. So, I mean, you could tell right there. <laughs> His numbers were uh, crazy as far as and defense and offense. 15-time yeah. Least Favorite by the Writers Award. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. <laughs> they didn't like him. They and apparently like he didn't like them either. Not so much. Not so much. His middle name was also based on uh, who who birthed him. Was it, was, it? He, it was Clarence the Clown. Yeah, Clarence the Clown. <laughs> That's right. Is that right? He was he was born at the circus. Factoid you weren't aware of. He was born at the circus. Which which ring? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, or, or was it, it a was, back? It was right before the elephants came out. He was lucky. There you go. <laughs> anyway, he'll be happy to know that. 
<laughs> See, if we didn't have 15 we on this list, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have learned that. We would mm-hmm. not have known that. Exactly, would not have. So anyway, right, now Eddie Clarence Murray. People go, Steady you know Eddie. Eddie Murray was named after a clown? Was not aware of that. I did I not did, know I, that. I didn't know that. Great hitter. <laughs> Great hitter. Uh, 3,255 hits, four, 504 home runs, almost 2,000 RBIs, just shy of uh, 300 career batting average as well. 287. There you go. 7B, Eddie Murray. Let's move on to 7A, Mr. Willie McCovey. Willie, Willie McCovey. Lee McCovey. Stretch, Mac, and Willie Mac. Uh, he played for the Giants uh, for, oh, I don't know, 12, geez, 14 years, 15 39 years. 39 years. Yeah. And He's he still played, playing for them. He's still playing for them. Uh, he played, uh, he went to the Padres for a few years, uh, bounced back to the uh, um a Oakland uh, A's, and then he uh, came home to the Giants for another four years. Retired in the 80s. He played from 1959 to 1980. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, and anybody obviously watching now, you can see, uh, watch any Giants games now, obviously, when they uh, when they hit a home run out into the water, where's it get hit to? McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove. One of the others. McCovey McCovey Cove. That's what the drunks in the boats are. McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove. I'm going to be out of McCovey Cove waiting for a home run ball. McCovey Cove. All right. My coffee cup. I'll see you after the game. (laughs) Where's the Uber? Pick me up at McCovey Cove. He hit the ball in my coffee cup. Uh, (laughs) McCovey Cove, yes. Um he uh, his numbers, yeah, six-time All-Star, uh, NL MVP, Rookie of the Year, three-time Home Run Leader, two-time NB, uh, NL uh, RBI Leader. San Francisco Giants retired his number, of course, and he's obviously in Cooperstown. Um, over 500 home runs, uh, over 1,500 RBIs, uh, over 2,200 hits. A um, little lower batting average than the other guys, but you got to remember that's over the course of the 97 years that he played for, so... That'll take yeah. its toll as well. So yeah, and, but, but um, think about the efficiency of mm-hmm. the RBIs and to you know, like sort of the RBI to hit, sure. RBIs to hits. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ratio. Ratio. Thank you very ratio. much. Ratio. Good That's brewery for... out in Denver. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but they're not better hops the water ratio. The, the RBIs. <laughs> the RBIs to hits brewery. <laughs> the RBIs. No, the ratio, ratio brewing. It's oh, the ratio brewery. brewery. Okay. Yeah, it's a brewery out in Denver. Um, anyway, yeah, he's great Deadpool line drive hitter. Just uh, um, like probably probably one of the originators of having you know teams having to <laughs> do a shift, you know. But uh, in any event, he uh, definitely made our list at number seven. A Willie McCovey. Let's move on. Now we got to the top six. Now we're out of the the ties, so we got a straight six right here. Uh, number six is going to be Mr. Miguel Cabrera. Jose Miguel Cabrera Torres is his name. Miggy, as is uh, as he's known affectionately to his friends. Um, this is the first uh, member of our list that is actually still playing baseball. Um, played uh, with the Marlins for four years, and he's been on the Tigers since 08. Um, 11 Sorry, time all, 11-time All-Star. Uh, World Series champion in 03 with the, uh, with the Marlins. Um Two-time, uh, sorry about that, Harry. Um, yeah. Two, <laughs> two-time AL MVP, AL uh, Triple Crown in 2012, uh, seven-time Silver Slugger Award, uh, two-time Hank Aaron Award, two, four-time batting champion, two-time home run leader. I can go on and on. Um, yeah, uh, Miggy's just uh, 
I think I think he's kind of doing his farewell tour this year, wouldn't you say? It would seem that way. It would seem that way, especially the state of the Tigers right now. This season, I don't think is going to help his uh, career numbers very well. Probably not. No. 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 So. Yeah, to- toiling away in a pretty horrible. Yeah, if he can situation. hit another, if he can hit another eleven home runs, he'll hit. He'll make five hundred. So. That's why. That's why he's still around. Yeah, he's still yeah. around. He wants to hit that five hundred mark. So there you go. Um, Twenty eight hundred hits. Maybe he can even. Uh, he's he's not going to hit. Well, yeah, I mean, one hundred and twenty eight more hits. Can he get one hundred twenty eight hits this year? No. With the Tigers now. No. No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think he could. If he plays every day, maybe. Well, be. but you know what? They don't really have to pitch to him. This is true. Too. <laughs> <laughs> they pitch to anybody else. They, they, they pitched him. They do, yeah. Um, seventeen hundred thirty-four RBIs. Yeah, he, his 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 numbers will be higher than that. But I think you're right, Harry. I think uh, I think this is his farewell tour. Um, he's thirty-eight. You know, maybe he can maybe sticks yeah. around for another year and um, you know pulls up those numbers a little bit. But I think he's going to Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any any doubt there. He will wind up in Cooperstown. He's a Hall of Famer. There you go. Number six, Miggy Miguel Cabrera. All right, move on to. Number five, number five, we're going back to Hank Greenberg. Hank Greenberg, uh, geez, he played for the Tigers also in the 30s and 40s, and he finished up his career in one year with the Pirates. Five-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion with the Tigers, um, two-time AL MVP, four-time home run leader, four-time RBI leader. His number five is retired by the Tigers, and, of course, this gentleman is in Cooperstown. Henry Benjamin Greenberg. He was born Hyman Greenberg, actually. Hammer and Hank. Hammer and uh, Hyman. Hammer and Hyman. Uh, Hankus Pankus <laughs> and the Hebrew Hammer. Hankus Pankus and the Hebrew Hammer. Wow. Hankus Pankus and the Hebrew Hammer. Yeah, usually you have to be up late in a hotel on, on demand to hear those names. <laughs> Hankus Pankus and the Hebrew Hammer. Exactly. And yeah, he was Hankus par- Pankus, that, uh, that's, that's a hit on your credit card right yeah, there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was the original Hammer and Hank. Uh, since if that was a nickname, it was prior to the Hammer and Hank everyone knows. So anyway, yes, uh, great player for the uh, for the Tigers. Just uh, um, Hammer and Hank, uh, Hank is Pankus, <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer, Hank is Pankus, Hank is Pankus. There you go. All right, folks. It's not a movie with Bette Midler. <laughs> I think it was actually. This was a Marx Brothers movie, wasn't it? That's I right. Too. <laughs> Uh, I think num- she was in there with them. She was. Ben Midler was in the Marx Brothers movie. Ben Midler and the Marx Brothers. Hankus, 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 starring Ben Midler and the Marx Brothers. Oh my God! Starring the Hammer, the Hammer and Hyman, the Hammer and Hyman, Hammer and Hyman. Hammer and Hyman's in this. I haven't seen him in a while. Hammer and Hyman is a completely different movie. So don't go there. Okay. <laughs> All right. He was in Hank's back. Exactly. Hammer and Hyman. So number five, <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer. Henry Benjamin Greenberg. There we go. All right. Let's move on to number four. Number four is none other than Mr. Stan Musial. Stanley Frank Musial. He's born, pretty good. He's born Stanislaw Franzisek Musial. That's how you pronounce it, I'm guessing. That sounds, he was, that sounds he, about if right. They, he had, he, if they didn't change his name, he would have to become some sort of Soviet leader. So uh, they shortened it so he could play baseball. Stan the man. Stan the man. Uh, not as good as Hankus Pankus, but Stan the man we will know. The nickname, not the player. The player was mm-hmm. uh, the nickname we were talking about. 24-time 24, 24 All-Star. 
24 times. And he only played 23 seasons. He played 22 seasons. (laughs) (laughs) He played from 1941 to 1963. Folks, that is 23 seasons. That's crazy. He skipped one, and he was a (laughs) 24-time (laughs) All-Star. So... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's um, yeah. <laughs> not sure how that worked, but <laughs> it, math was not you know. <laughs> that was not a big skill back then. <laughs> There's only not two like or three today. guys that knew math. Now, let's figure it's it out. A... Now, he says he's an all-star in '43, in '44, and then 1946 through '63. So 46, 56, 66 would be 20, would be 21 minus 3, 18. 1920. That's 20 years, not 24. So I guess he was nominated four extra times. Hey, he was that good. He was that good. Four years after he retired, he, con- he continued to be an all-star. That's right. So, but either way, 20 years is a big is a big thing. 20 years. He basically was an all-star basically every year he played baseball. Yeah, there was nobody else being an all-star for first base. No, absolutely not. Not, not uh, three. Well, I guess there was one other. Three-time World Series champion in 42, 44, and 46 with the with the Cards, obviously. Played his entire career for the Cards. Yeah. Um, He's a pretty good left fielder, too, uh, <laughs> as well as being a good as, first baseman. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, fact, I think he had more games at left field at a first base. but um, he, he uh, Let's see. I'm not, yeah. uh, don't hold me to that because that could be completely made up, but I don't I mean, know. Pl- he played 3,026 games, but I don't see a breakdown of which he played in. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought I had come up with it the other day, but I don't know. Anyway, he was good no matter where he was playing. He Wherever was good. he was playing, he, he was, was I, I mean, good. good when he played, he was the best player on the team. You know, they, they, they wrote a Broadway play about him, Stan Musial, the musical. and uh, I thought it was just Stan Musical. Stan Musical. Stan, Stan the Musial? Stan <laughs> Musial, the musical. That would have been interesting. Um, it would have been good. That would it, have been ran, it ran for it ran from 1980 to 2000, 24 years on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to some people, that is 24 years. <laughs> so, uh, in any event, uh, number four would be Stanley Frank Musial. There we go. All right, let's move on to number three. Number three is also still playing in the game today, Mr. Albert Pujols. Uh, Albert Pujols. Jose Albert Pujols. Alcantara. There you go. And uh, I got I got to tell you this. Uh, the phonetic spelling, phonetic spelling of Pujols. All right. P-O-O dash H-O-L-E-S. Pujols. 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 Again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Hoc- love this. What was it? Hocus Pocus, <laughs> Hankus Pankus, and Pujols. Pujols. Hey, 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 Albert Pujols. Guess what your uh, your nickname is now? Hankus Pankus. <laughs> Hankus Pankus. Exactly. Albert Hankus Pankus Pujols. Well, uh, <laughs> Pujols. He's just a great player. I mean, he played on the cards for twelve years, now eleven years, twelve years, twelve years, uh, and he's been playing for the last ten on the Angels. Uh, you know. Has it been ten years? Wow, that's 10 crazy. Years, yeah, twenty. This is his tenth year. According this to his, his wife, year. this will be his last. According to his wife, he's done after this year. <laughs> no more baseball for you, sir. No, nope, they got a Winnebago. They're gonna go see. They're just gonna. <laughs> they're gonna go around. They want to see the Grand Canyon and yeah, so summer. He's, he's playing in his twenty-first season. 
Uh, he's a 26-time All-Star. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding. Ten-time All-Star. That didn't go over as well with you guys. Jeez. No. Is this thing on? All right. It's on. It's on. We heard you. Ten-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion. Uh, one of those, he should not have been a World Series champion, but I won't dive into that right now. Um, three-time NL MVP, not because of his play, mind you, but uh, in any event. Uh, Rookie of the Year in uh, 2001, uh, NLCS MVP in 04, uh, two-time Gold Glove, five-time Fielding Bible Award. Have you ever heard of that? I have one of those. They have a Fielding Bible Award. It's hard to catch a grounder with the Bible. Right. A uh, Fielding Bible. <laughs> does he like, does that mean he's like... I'm not sure that, not sure that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the field and somebody gets a single and he throws a couple psalms on him as they come down the line. <laughs> you have to play at least one third of all innings with a Bible in your hand. Exactly, exactly. So, well, put your put your foot on first. Well, no, in the, 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 the offseason, he was a Bible salesman, a traveling mm-hmm. Bible salesman, yeah. and he sold more than anybody year after year. Well, you know, there you go. if Scoop. Albert Pujols comes to your house and knocks yeah. on your door and wants to sell you a Bible, you're probably going to buy one. Yeah. He autographed it, I'd buy it. <laughs> a Fielding he, Bible Award recognizes the best defensive player for each fielding position in Major League Baseball based on statistical analysis. John Dewan and Baseball Info Solutions conduct the annual selection process, which commenced in 2006. Yeah, so it's some sort of because whatever gold gloves we're in and out, we need to have fielding Bible Bible award. There you go. Ever. Um, Does Jesus give those away? (laughs) No. (laughs) Jesus. I'm saying he presents the award. He does every year. (laughs) It's right after the ESPYs at a. uh, The special SB Awards in Bethlehem, it is. Uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, actually uh, at an Applebee's in uh, Glendale, California. Right? <laughs> is that right? Yeah. They have a big back room. They set they, it up. It's nice. Yeah. They make it look like a farm. Exactly. In Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Everybody runs through a giant Bible and then gets exactly. caught by a glove. You, you, you get called up to the manger and you're presented your award. That's right. Exactly. So The manger is made of a giant catcher's mitt. <laughs> uh, with, with with pages in it that yeah, you can well, actually read it. No, sure, why not? All right. So anyway, Albert Pools. Uh, what, what can you say about him, though? Seriously, just uh, just a very dominant first baseman, and obviously DH now. But and a hell of a uh, Bible salesman. Apparently yeah. he was. Apparently he was. There you go. Yeah. Number three. Uh, yeah, his numbers are down the last couple of years, but yeah, he also had just an incredible stretch of greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is is you know. Uh, not completely unrivaled or unprecedented, but pretty darn close. This is true. This is true. And and actually, like that game I mentioned before that I was at at Target Field in, in Minneapolis a couple of years ago, uh, the Twins were actually playing the Angels. I, I got to watch the gentleman play. So There you go. All right, number three, Albert Pujols. All right, let's move on to number two. Number two, Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox. Uh, Red's, uh, Red's brother. No. Two X's, by the way. Two X's, yes. James Emery Fox. Uh, kind of like the 80s band, the Fix. <laughs> fix, yeah. Double X or The Beast. Those were the, the Beast. Games. The Beast. Yep. He was pretty good. He was. He played, for the, uh, he played for the Philadelphia Athletics for 11 years. He went to the Red Sox for, oh, seven years. Uh, Cubs for a couple and then finished back with the Phillies for a year. Hmm. Came, back to Phil- came back to Philly. For- Seems like he's best known as a Red Sox, but maybe that's just... Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, probably yeah, pretty much best known for uh, being a Red Sox. But I mean, seven years in the middle of his career, uh, nine-time All Star. Um, most of those with the Red Sox. 
uh, all of those with the Red Sox, a couple of them with the uh, Philly Philadelphia A's before that. Two-time World Series champ, obviously not with the Red Sox uh, back then in the 30s, uh, but uh, with the with the Philly Athletics. Um, three-time AL MVP, triple crown in 33, batting champion, home run leader, and, you know, list goes on and on. He's, of course, in Cooperstown as well. Um, yeah, just uh, <laughs> double X, like we said. Jimmy Fox. Is he? I don't know. I, Maybe he's a distant cousin of Red. No? I don't. I don't think so. No, probably not. No, no, no. but probably don't think no. so. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. So there you go. But he is Samantha's father. He is. He's Samantha's grandfather or father. 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 Okay. I'll buy. Really? It. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. I'll <laughs> buy that. Why not? Why not? Um, if Albert Pujols is a Bible salesman, Jimmy Fox is Samantha's. Yeah, come on, what are you going to Our Jimmy, the stats guy, is off this week, so we can't exactly. check any of this. So we can't check any of this stuff. We'll have to get back to you and let you know. All right, number two, Jimmy Fox. All right, folks, that brings us to our number one first baseman of all time. Who could it possibly be? Who could it be at number one? It would be Mr. Henry Louis Gehrig. Born Heinrich Ludwig Gehrig. Von Gehrig. Uh, the Iron Horse. The Iron <laughs> Ludwig Horse. von Gehrig. Ludwig von Gehrig. Yeah. Lou Gehrig, folks. Um, yeah, Iron Horse was definitely a nickname for him, that's for sure. And the only person on this list that has a disease named after him. True. Although, Humpus Pumpus is uh, loosely. <laughs> not, not the official name of a disease, no. but that's what no. a lot of the doctors Hankus, call Pankus. it. Hankus Pankus. It's officially yeah. called Lumpuckaroo the Blowhole. Pumpus, pumpus, I don't think was the actual. <laughs> oh, you got, a, before, you got but... a little case of the humpus, pumpus. Yeah. True. At least it's not Lou Gehrig's disease. No, I don't have any uh, humpus, pumpus medicine, but I got some hankus, pankus medicine here. Hankus, pankus, ointment. Do the second thing. Just rub this ointment on the affected area nine times a day. Maybe get a friend to do it. Before you have your humpus, pumpus, get rid of your hankus, pankus. All right, this podcast has just gone down a very weird rabbit hole, I swear. Yeah, right, let's on. talk about Lou Gehrig for a couple minutes, shall we do let's that? Let's talk about Lou Gehrig. All right, seven-time, uh, plays entire career with the Yankees, 23 through 39. Uh, seven-time All-Star, uh, six-time World Series champ, uh, two-time AL MVP, triple crown, uh, AL batting champion, uh, home run leader three times, five-time RBI leader, hit four home runs in one game on June 3rd, 1932. Uh, Yankees captain um, from 35 to 39, obviously. His number four is retired. Miami Park honoree. Uh, Major League Baseball all-century team and all-time team. And, of course, the gentleman is in Cooperstown. And he was inducted uh, the year he passed. So, there you go. The Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Number, number one first baseman on our list. Anything? He's Science. pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, the consensus uh, number one. It was the consensus. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much everybody's consensus number one. I don't think there's. I mean, because anybody you could, who you could, could argue is that maybe the best, one of the best baseball players of all time. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people would have him number one on that list. So. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That yeah. is for sure. So, um, all right. Well, there you go. That is our top ten. Sorry about that. Our top 10, which is actually 15. Our top 9D. Our top, our top 15 9D. first baseman of yeah. all time. And uh, just a quick note, uh, according to 
both the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, which is <laughs> www.stlshof.com, mm-hmm. as well as uh, baseball.fandom.com or mm-hmm. baseball wikia, uh, Stan Musel, 1,890 games in the outfield. And a thousand sixteen at first base. There you go. So, so a few game. more in the outfield, but I think he was known more as a first baseman. First baseman, yeah. Musial, yeah. Musial, yeah. 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 So. And how many how many times does it say that he was an all star on that website? Uh, Twenty seven. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Six. Six time all star. Twenty four time <laughs> Bible salesman of the year. Says eleven D. Eleven day, time all star. Eleven time all star. That's that's a lot. That's yeah, that's lot. pretty good. Pretty high. So, all right. Well, <laughs> that'll bring us to this week's segment of old balls. Old balls. Harry, tell us who this week's old balls recipient. Yeah, this week's old balls is none other than Mister Wilver Dornell Stargell, aka Pops, aka Willie Stargell. Yep. Uh, Played left field, but I, you know, I think I remember him mostly as a first baseman on those incredible Pittsburgh Pirates teams of the '70s, two-time World Series champion, and he was—he uh, became the first and currently only player to win the National League Most Valuable the MVP, National League Championship Series MVP award, and World Series MVP award in one season, and uh, you know. He almost made my list. He was a seven-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, uh, two-time NL home run leader. And he might have been on what I considered to be maybe the coolest team of the 70s. Uh, the, you know, any team that used to play Sister Sledge after winning games, <laughs> I was just – they had, like, hats that were, like, square, and they put pins on them. And as a young kid, I was just like, I don't know who this team is. But they've got Dave Parker, Willie Stargell, and Kent DeColvey, and they're pretty good. And they were. Uh, Stargell won what, uh, World Series in 71 and 78, 79, 79, with, yeah, 79. With, the, uh, with the Pirates. And he was, you know, he's one of those guys who was a really big home run hitter. He hit 475 home runs, batted 282 at almost 2,300 hits and f- over 1,500 runs batted in. And Roberto Clemente said that he he probably had at least you know 400 uh, fly balls to the warning track in um, in Riverfront Stadium that would have been home runs at almost any other ballpark. Sure. So you know he's he's one of those uh, I think he's kind of an icon of that era. He was sort of towards the end of his career. Actually, he was at the end of his career yeah. when they won their their the second when he won his second. World Series with them. And they weren't really favored that year. They kind of came out of nowhere and it was a little bit of a phenomenon. And um, you know, late seventies was a pretty good time to be a Pittsburgh f- sports fan. Sure. And he, yeah. he was again, one of those guys who just, uh, I think was sort of representative of that era. He's kind of an old school guy. He was the, the old uh, veteran who came through in the clutch and was, was a great first baseman, and uh, I think uh, a guy who's probably like if we did a top thirty, I think would definitely be on that list. But mm-hmm. a little bit on the outskirts of our top twelve, but uh, <laughs> no- nonetheless, uh, a Hall of Famer and uh, one of the best Pittsburgh Pirates of all time for sure. Maybe you know 
other than one or two other people, I think he's probably you know yeah him Clemente Clemente and yeah, uh, yeah. big personalities on that team. You know, mm-hmm. Parker was certainly to be one of the most imposing players on the field. Well, he was in his prime then, too. But then yeah. you'd see him after the game, and these guys were having fun, and they were like yeah, human beings. And and listen, to to capture the hearts of not only Pennsylvanians, but a lot of the nation, too, uh, mm-hmm. at a time, as you just said, when it was, you know, the Steelers were dominant, right? It's yep. one word. And, and all of a sudden, here was this, oh, yeah, there's a baseball team. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Pittsburgh as well. So you know that's that's quite an accomplishment to to uh, yeah. kind of yeah, take I mean, their minds they, off. Not 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 that you know no one cared about the Steelers for those few months or whatever, but uh, you know to be in that same conversation that that's a big deal. It is yeah, big time. You know, the, the, I think it was uh, I guess it was '79 where he, he him and Terry Bradshaw were Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, two championships in one stadium. So it was, uh, and you know, just Chuck Tanner, and uh, it was a, it was a it was a cool team, and you know the Yankees weren't in it that year, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for this team. I don't know, they got weird uniforms and a guy who throws underhand. So how how can I, how can I not root for this right. team? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Willie Stargell, this week's old balls. This week's old balls. Old balls. All right. Good job. Good job. Next week for old balls, we will. Uh, Hocus Pankus Pankus. Hankus Pankus. <laughs> next week's Hankus Pankus award goes to. Well, I'm next week's sure. old balls will be. Uh... Oh crap! Who's the uh, who's the focus uh, guitarist? Focus. Yeah, you Ho- know Hocus Ho- Hocus Pocus, Pocus by Focus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jan, what's his last name? Jan oh, something. Yeah. Jan Jan Wenner? Not Jan Stenerud. Jan Stenerud. He's uh they're like uh from Jan uh, Iceland or something. I don't know. Ackerman, Jan Ackerman. Jan Ackerman. Jan Ackerman. Yeah, I, I would have had a better chance. You don't know how focus, focus by focus? I I know no. I know the song Jan, focus, focus by focus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, sure. It must have a keyboard in it. Oh, it does. <laughs> Patch eleven, I, just that. I should look that up. It's quite a, it's quite a piece of, quite a piece uh, of music. Uh, it is. It's very good. All right, let's move on to uh, a little NFL action. I think there was a draft last week. I heard. Oh my god! Does but then I shut like the window. A year ago, it wasn't that like a month ago. Oh, it was. It feels right. like a month ago. It was six days ago, five and four actually. Too. Jets so. good. Giants good. Let's move on. There you go. That's uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna revisit our picks. Uh, I got to pull this up right here. I think um, I won big time, right? I had nine out of the fifteen, right? You had fifteen out of the nine, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> so let's uh, let's pull these up. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with uh, Radio Pete's right here. Um, Trevor Lawrence, you ha- uh, you had uh, you had three right. You had Trevor Lawrence, the first uh, three, the first three. Zach Wilson, and of course, uh, you were the only one that actually picked that Trey Lance was going to the Forty ers Harry. <laughs> You had two right, uh, the first two, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Everybody had the first two, right? Well, of course, right, yeah. And then, of course, I also had Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. I also had Kyle Pitts going to the Falcons. So we both had uh, three. Pete wow. I thought one of you guys would have smoked me. But as of our 15, how many of them got drafted in the top 15? 
uh, of our 15, how many got Each. how many of the teams drafted in the top? 15? No, the players. Oh, the players. Yeah, uh, that's one. Oh, a lot I of didn't them. do. I did all, a lot of them. Yeah, okay. sure. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but I, but not all of them. Not all of our picks all of got drafted. So I wonder who had the more of the. I wonder whose players got had the, who had the most players, players drafted. Yeah. Uh, sure, we could do this uh-huh. really quick right now. Let's let's take a look at it while you guys chat. I'll total them up here. Uh, but he went, any big surprises? Yeah. I, I I don't I didn't really think there was too many big surprises other than the fact that. Uh, the Broncos not taking a quarterback tells me that there's something brewing. Well, listen, you yeah. might have one of the all-time great quarterbacks coming your way. Something's brewing. Something so, is uh, brewing, but, you think? Uh, if, if that that circus could turn out very good for, uh, I, I, I think Rogers want. I I think it was a done deal with the 49ers, and the 49ers backed out of it. And I don't think they're going to be able to go back to that, especially now that they've you know, taking another quarterback. And it sounded like they just didn't want Garoppolo. Right. Um, I think that other, you know, the the way I look at it is what teams are not have, don't have a young quarterback or have a quarterback that they are just not sold on, which, which teams are completely uh, unresolved at quarterback. And the Broncos jumped to the top of that list. Broncos are definitely at the top of that list. And they have it. And I think I think they, you know, they're they're a, they're a mid market team, much like Green Bay, with diehard sports fans, mm-hmm. and yep. where football rules the roost. Yep. And you know, people are saying, "Oh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go to the Cleveland Brown. Cleveland's not gonna take take Rodgers." And the Broncos have a have a history of saying, "Okay, we're in it for the next two to three years by taking." older veteran all-star hall of fame quarterbacks to win a championship now. Yep. And yep. I'm okay with that because I, I'm a big believer that sports are about this year. Oh yeah. Absolutely. The, the days of sort of building a team for four or five years. There are no more dynasties. I mean, the, 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 the Patriots bucked the system by being a dynasty, but they, yeah, did, but it. they, they did it with one, players. maybe. Yeah. They did it with a handful of core players and they brought everybody else in. It was the system, right? As we always say, right. that that made them the dynasty, not the players. So, yeah. uh, so they built to win that year every year. So they were a dynasty per se, but they were building each year, like you're right. saying too. Yeah, the other thing is Rogers' fiance lives in Boulder, Colorado, for most of the year. Yeah. So you know, it's you know her? no, no, uh, not uh, not met her, but <laughs> I know her friend though. You uh, do. Clarence, yeah, he's she, very nice. Clarence the Clown delivered. Uh, Clarence the Clown, right? He delivered uh, Willie McCovey. He delivered Willie McCovey. Right? He did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I I, 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 th- I think the Packers could do one thing: they could fire their GM and get Rogers some help. But it, it almost seems like they're at a little bit of stalemate, and they didn't really do anything to help. He wants them to. He wants them to to invest in a team now to win now. Listen, and they, you know, they're on the doorstep. Yeah. They drafted a guy named Rogers, a wide receiver. They did Rogers to Rogers. Mm-hmm. I know, but you know they. Hey, Rogers. I just think he wants out. There are those people that say, "Listen, they've what is it? The last ten years, nine of their nine out of the ten first uh, first picks in the draft have been defensive guys, and the other one is is love, right?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I if this relationship is broken, I think there's. I think, I think it's and so then much. There's a, there's a so those who say. Those defensive players will help Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, you, you got to get him some offensive weapons. I mean, too. now let me. They say they're not going to trade him to an NFC team, 
and I get that. But there is one team. There is one team yeah. who has invested pretty heavily, mm-hmm. and one could argue depth-wise has maybe, maybe depth-wise now, not talent-wise, mm-hmm. depth-wise, the best receiving core in football. Right? That would now. be the New York Giants. Can you yeah. just but supposedly? Just back, uh, everybody, close your eyes mm-hmm. and just picture Aaron Rodgers. Playing for the New York Giants. Yeah, they had. Um, I forget who it was. Was laying out what he thought you know the the deals might be, and right. Slayton was part of the Giants package. But it was basically three number ones. It and, was the next year's both next year's number ones, and then the following year's number one. Yeah, that's and great. Darius Slayton and Darius Slayton. I'm all right with that because I mean, that in a heartbeat. Well, yeah. look at look at what uh, Matt Stafford went for. Didn't he go for two number ones plus? Uh, what's his name? Who went to two the number, Super Bowl? Two, yeah. two number yeah. ones and Jared Goff. Plus, yeah. Plus Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah. I the only I'd say the other team way more so that well maybe not way more but more so than Cleveland. I, I I disagree that they wouldn't do it. I don't think they would. No. But the team that I would say after Denver would probably be New Orleans. New Orleans has they, no cap space. Be, they would be very interesting. Very, Financial, very, financially, they're they just it yeah. seems like they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they, but as to, to I your think point, their so, interest would be high. To your point, so I think that relationship is broken. There's just so much coming out for it to be all BS. And we're and not going to know for another month. No, for inflated, yeah. Because, because the, no, he's not going to get traded until after June 2nd when the cap hit right. gets cut in half. Exactly, right. yeah. And the, you're um, talking, I mean, he's he's. there's reports out there that he savagely was mocking the Packers GM, yeah. um, Brian uh, Gutekunst. Is that his hey, name? You know, he might just retire um, and host Jeopardy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. why not? Well, he could do, he could do what he could do what uh, um, Gronk did, right? Retire for a year, get away from Green Bay, host Jeopardy, and then come back the year and after then, and go and to wherever he wants for whatever he wants. Become a wide receiver for Tom Brady, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's <laughs> tight end, tight end, tight end. Um, but Aaron, Ro- there's a report that Aaron Rodgers told prospective Packers free agents that he's likely not to be on the team next year. Yeah. Um, the Packers are saying that they think that the 49ers and the Broncos tampered. With Aaron Rodgers, not exactly sure what that means, how they tampered with him, but you know, did they break his foil protection off, or That's right. you know, break the seal on that? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They, but, they filled up his windshield washer fluid with exactly. something other. Than... Exactly, did a little. Well, it's like the old uh, when you go when you used to go in the hotel and they'd have that paper sash. Right around the around the toilet seat, oh, the toilet, sanitized yeah, broke, broke, for your broke the sanitized for your protection. Yeah, they exactly. tore the the toilet I mean, sash. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's. I mean, I think the Broncos defense is going to be okay. There's a lot of what ifs there, but I mm-hmm. the, the Broncos. A lot of people are saying, oh, it puts makes the Broncos instant Super Bowl contenders. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it, doesn't. The, the Broncos it makes them instantly better, but it doesn't makes make it instantly sense. better. But the Broncos, I mean, the I the Broncos don't have as much weapons on on you know in the skilled position than a lot of teams. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really do think that if if he wants to go to a team that that does not have an all star caliber quarterback or a quarterback that they're totally set on, then yeah, it, it seems like Oakland or or, or Denver. But mm-hmm. boy, uh, he's, you know, if you want to play the last three, three or four years of your career in, in a high profile place and make tons of money, New York is a good place to do that. Yeah, there's one there's one other place which would make me very unhappy, and that's uh, Miami. There you go. I I think Miami is is I, I again I don't I, I I think I don't think they have the weapons that he's looking for. Yeah. And I think but he for makes whatever up reason, a lot of weapons great. though. Yeah. You don't, don't need the, you don't does need make great, people better. That's for sure. But you don't yeah. think Devonta Adams is a, is a Pro Bowl wide receiver by himself. 
Come on. No, I'm not saying that, but. I mean, it remains to be seen. I think he can be. He has the potential, certainly, to be. But yeah, I mean, uh, you can put Rodgers on a team the same way you can put Brady on a team. That you know, and, and who, who are these guys? And well, they and we're, we're we're all assuming he wants to win a, a, another Super Bowl. Right. He he doesn't well, want to just does. get out of Green Bay and I go don't know, play does he? for. Yeah, of course he does. Of well, then, then if he's looking at his best chance to win another Super and Bowl, if he unless wants he wants to be Tom Brady's backup, right. and if is he went the, to, is, is the play for the to stay with the Packers. Right, and if he went to the Super Bowl these past two years, in other words, won the won the NFC Championship game and then won one of the Super Bowls, I think this this conversation is moot because he's probably either retiring or at least, at the very least, very happy. And great yeah, there's, there's, there's just know? something there. They're, well, they're, rubbing, they're rubbing each other the wrong I way. I think if yeah. they didn't draft a quarterback to replace him, and then take the ball out of his hands. Well, he saw of, firsthand. Uh, he saw firsthand what that was like. You know, twenty years ago, or fifteen or sixteen years ago. Yeah, and he, that's the way the Packers do things. And, he and can that, somebody but... please tell Brett Favre we don't care what he has to say? Well, Brett Favre no, said he, no. he hopes Aaron Rodgers can win another Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers, but he's not optimistic that there will be yeah, another run, given what he knows about the rift between Rodgers and the team. So, right. so there you go. Yeah, uh, Favre gut tells me Rodgers is done with the Packers. That's maybe he'll go to the Vikings. There you go. Could you imagine? <laughs> you well, talk about talk about somebody who made the Vikings instantly better. I mean, I was I was always I always knew of Brett Favre and how good he was, but he he went from a really good Green Bay team to a Vikings team that wasn't great. And he didn't he take him to the NFC Championship? He game? went to the NFC Championship, and yeah. I really thought he was going to beat Drew Brees in the in the Saints yeah. that year. I really did. But I mean, he remember, was unbelievable. There that was year. a year in between there that he was on another team. Though. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And the most famous thing he did there was learn how to use his flip phone's camera. <laughs> By the way, can somebody actually tell Terry Bradshaw? No one cares what he thinks either. I yeah, I like Terry Bradshaw, but I don't care what he I like Terry say. Bradshaw, but I'm not interested at all in his uh, his, his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. There you go. No, there you go. But um, getting back to the draft for a second, um, of the oh, players yeah, the that draft. of the players that we all picked, um, three of the 15 players I picked did not get drafted in the. Uh, top fifteen. So However, you had twelve. I had twelve correct. Yes. Nice. Uh, you guys had... both had. You guys both had thirteen correct. You only wow. had two players. Wow. So, there you go. Um, and uh, also of the players that did not pick of the teams that did not pick where they were supposed to pick of those, uh, you know, uh, some of them actually didn't even pick in the top fifteen spots. Right. Um, of those, um, my Vikings pick actually did pick the player that. I said they were going to pick. They just picked it at twenty-three, not at fifteen or fourteen. So let's see. So I we think were, that counts. We were all. What's that? So I kind of. So I kind of won. Sure. I was tied for the most <laughs> right, and I had uh, tied for the most uh, total. Well, we were uh, both tied. Oh no, you had one more right than me. He went right exactly. But I think. But actually, well, no. If that if that Viking pick gives you three right, right? It gives me four right. All right. Oh yeah. So then you won. See, I think that counts. I don't know, Harry. What do you think? I don't. Even care. though it wasn't. The, the... <laughs> I knew he wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then I win. Fuck both of you. You guys both win. I'm go. gonna give you both smiley faces. <laughs> I, I'm just excited because I get to wash my towel. There, there you go. There you go. And no one else gets to. And no one else it. gets it. You get to win. You win your tropical towel. I get to keep my tropical towel. You get to keep your tropical towel, and there you and go. And it's You're clean, and it'll be clean. There you go. Um, another uh, another interesting thing out of Giants camp, if you will. Uh, two things, actually. Daniel Jones, remember the hamstring injury last year? 
No. Apparently, uh, when he was out for a few games, that's when uh, that's when uh, Colt McCoy came in and beat Seattle because uh, Daniel Jones was out oh. in Miami. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, uh, got, came out in an interview uh, not a few days ago that the hamstring injury was actually a lot worse than it was. And I'm even when he came it. back and played at the end of the year, he's still playing through it. Um, so uh, whether it matters or not, it just came out the other day. But this was – I found it a little interesting too. Now this has really anything to do with football, but Grayscale is a uh, Bitcoin company. Um, they, yeah. uh, Grayscale becomes the first cryptocurrency uh, to partner with an NFL team, and that would be the Giants. I'm not exactly sure what that partnership entails. Can Can Bitcoins block? If they can, please <laughs> sign them up. Put them on the field, please. Are there any Bitcoin left tackles? Great. Can Grayscale play right guard? Exactly. Oh, that guy, that, that, I'm telling you. <laughs> that that left tackle. Uh, Is it going to be Nate Solder? I, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be. Yeah. I think, I think I, it's going to, well, you know, unless they bring somebody else up. But you know what? I've, I've been it has to be, games. right? They're giving them all At that money. At this unless, point, unless they're bringing somebody. I mean, they, they, they rotated around. They've rotated around, uh, and they uh, they 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 were playing better. They were they were gelling, if you will, as a group. Uh, you bring back in Pat, Pat Flaherty uh, this year. Who knows? I mean, you know, they didn't pick one offensive. The, the Giants uh, have like twelve draft, receivers. So. How are they going to play them all? They well, I mean, they're going to line some of them up on the line, right? Yeah. So exactly just twelve. Well, they're going to go. The center and... They're going to go with a three tight end set, and that's going to be the right side of the line. So there you go. Uh, they're all down. <laughs> so, but uh, who knows? Um, on the Jets uh, note, though, uh, Pete, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, Quentin Williams broke a bone in his foot. Did you hear that? I had not heard that. So Quentin Williams broke a bone in his foot during a workout in Florham Park. He needs surgery, but he'll only be out for about eight to ten weeks after the surgery. So he will miss OTAs in minicamp, but he should not. He'll be back in the beginning camp. again. That's training probably camp. why he did it. Yeah. So. It's like, I don't want to do OTAs. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, broke it hurts. My doctor says I need surgery. Okay, I'll yeah. be out until training camp. See ya. <laughs> Team doctor said, "I don't know. It looks like a stubbed toe to me, but no, it's it's broken. Needs a little Dr. bit of tweaking." Doctor Boombots said it was broken. You know, Doctor Doctor Boombots, Doctor Knuckles, Doctor Knuckles, Doctor Knuckles said it's broken. Doctor Knuckles, what's Doctor Knuckles' middle name? Deep. All right, <laughs> Knuckles Deep. Knuckles Deep. Doctor Knuckles. Doctor Knuckles Deep. Please report. <laughs> uh, please so, report uh, to Quentin Williams' toe. Anecology. Please report to the Humpus Pumpus room. <laughs> Humpus Pumpus. <laughs> it's a separate room. <laughs> got it. All right. Uh, Pete, you have anything else on uh... <laughs> the Jets? <laughs> I just saw your comments, though. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> Harry's, Harry sent us two private comments. Uh, yeah. We both, we both get smiley faces. There you go. There we All go. Right. There we go. I can All die right. a happy man. Man, there you go. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. Um, you got anything else on your Jets? Uh, no. Listen, I think both teams had a good draft. Uh, no, I agree. You know, the, I mean, the draft itself was a fucking shit show. What? Oh, All right. All right. I, 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 I don't want to waste time. Again, you guys are gonna have, to, have to explain something it, to me. What was the fucking? Frazier's dad armchair. <laughs> doing. No, um, see, now that would have been funnier if it was actually Frazier's dad's chair. I think he died. Yeah. Yeah. Was, well, no, the, the chair was, you know, I'm the chair saying, just couldn't die. Brought yeah. the chair there and put that out instead of what, instead what, of uh, what, what? What was that? Roger, that, Goodell, it was the ro- yeah. chair that Roger Goodell was sitting in last year when he was doing the draft from home. Who gives a shit? 
and he brought one member of the fandom from each team during those first round picks to sit in that chair. Yeah. And I will say it this. It took way too it's long. Not, yeah. It took way too long. Uh, the, the whole, the, you know, the. It was like four hours. Uh, who do, who do the Kings of Leon have pictures of? That they get to, <laughs> yeah. not, to, not that they just get to play a song, but they get to perform a concert. They well, they're way better than fact, Rascal Whole goddamn thing. Uh, that's know, and, true. And, that's true. And nothing against them, but there was like in the beginning, and you know, there's probably not a lot of banter you want to hear anyway. But there were some things I was listening to, watching the show. There was some there were some points that you could barely hear the commentators over oh, yeah. Kings of Leon. Oh, well, like, the audio was when, really screwed up. They should have shoved yeah. Booger McFarlane in the bass drum. Yeah, they, that cool. I would have been fine with. Although I'm I will sorry, say this, he is horrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's really bad. And I will say this: it would be very un, uh, un PC, but I thought the majority <laughs> of people they brought up to sit in that chair, mm-hmm. an excellent representation of America. <laughs> Big, fat, that, crazy. That chair got to work out. <laughs> like I, I would have fit in as the Jets representative. There. <laughs> I could have yeah. waddled up onto that stage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. And I, I don't know what they did with that chair. They'd probably, I would have, you know, I something I think tells I me Roger thought, Goodell did not take it back I, home. Probably Roger Goodell it. felt like a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> probably burned it, but yeah. And and look, and Goodell, you know, high fiving and hugging people. Yes, everybody, people jumping into his arms. I'm yeah. like, yeah, he I needs, realize. He, you're look, rich. he's not, he's not a good guy. Yeah. Goodell's not a good guy. He needs, he needs to embrace the like. You're an asshole villain. Just be that, you know. Stop trying to, you know, be cool and high five people. Just be a dick. That's what you're good at. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we just, never see Adam Silver hugging people because he get crushed. Well, he's a germaphobe, I think. I want to see Adam Silver catch a seven foot three Nigerian in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it was. It was. But and yet we watch. But they, the thing that really makes me mad is they knew we were going to watch. Yeah, right? of course. And then there were and we're waiting. And I was tweeting like, "Oh, it's it's eight oh seven now. They still haven't made a yeah. pick. It's you know." But they had us. They had us. The the big the game that John and I were playing was the over under us when you were going to go to bed. <laughs> we thought you'd make it to pick twelve, but you only made it to pick eight. I think did I only make it to eight? I don't know. No, I like think. That, yeah. I actually stayed up. Actually, uh, I think I did get. I think I did watch the first fifteen. I was like, I have to watch the first. No, he 15. did. He did. You did. You hey, did. Definitely I, did I watch the, the first. You did well in the draft. That doesn't mean I wasn't sleeping yes. after pick eight. <laughs> but I was <laughs> sitting at the table like this. I could. I missed. Yeah, I was just like. So uh, yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. But hey, you know what? Uh, they they got through it. I don't understand why <laughs> they uh, they did the chair. But hey, look, I, I, I'll say this. And then they had that. it back out there the next day yeah. with nobody coming up. What moved the chair? They had a whole I, all night. You know, I'd rather go see Musial the musical <laughs> in you know 1943 than than watch the NFL. Oh, no, draft. it was eighty to two thousand. Yeah, it's eighty to two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> what, uh, what's, what's his name? Played uh, played us. Was in it for many years. Uh, who's the big uh, Broadway guy? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Manuel and Miranda. No, before him. Uh, uh, if I had the guy's to, name, the Tony Danza. Would, Tony no, Danza. the joke would be funny if I had the guy's name. Uh, um, well, I'll come I mean, back to it. the draft grades that were given out. Uh, 
the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Browns, the Bears, the Jets, uh, all got uh, A's. Uh, 49ers, Bills, Bucks, Lions, Falcons, and Giants, and Ravens, uh, and Chargers all got A minuses. So uh, yeah, I, apparently I, it was a great draft for everybody. How'd Buffalo <laughs> do? It was Nathan Lane who played Stan Musial. Nathan Lane. Nathan, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. <laughs> and, and the Nuggets are beating the Knicks 26 to 6. Lovely. That's and, early, though. And it's in the fourth. <laughs> it's early in the season. It's early in the season. There you go. Uh, who did you ask? Uh, how did the Bulls do? Yeah. Bills. I'm getting to the Bills. They didn't Bills. have a top pick, did they? No, they didn't. Um, That's because I think they were still, yeah. They, they, they have weight rated the worst. Uh, the Cowboys have a C minus and the Raiders are the wor- at 31st. <laughs> and the Raiders have a, a D rating. They're, nice. They, uh, 32nd. They're last. Uh, John, John Gruden's going to find a way to get out of that contract before it ends. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Why, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're Aaron Rodgers. Why would you want to go to that mess? Yeah. That's crazy. I said it. The Bills have an A minus with the, they, they're in. Oh, seventh, okay. A minus. Okay. A minus. Yeah. So. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Raiders, then that would be a team he would, if he's going to stay with the Packers or go to the Raiders, those, that, those GMs would have to be fired. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, on, on a, uh, on a note of the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, but it involves football. I'll just say it. Did you see what uh, see, see the outfit that Tom Brady uh, wore? I no, no. Uh, I yeah, th- this this would be the outfit that Tom Brady wore. All right. Well, I better than Cam Newton. Uh, is it, uh, it? I thought it was Cam Newton. Actually, he looks he, like um, he looks like an Undertaker. From yeah, the movie. or I don't know what he looks like. Like it's, a I'll, you, I'll, I'll tell you exactly who he looks like. I'll tell you exactly who he looks like. Okay, he looks like Judge Doom. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I was going to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is right there. Or Jim Carrey's character. <laughs> is that Jim Carrey? No, that's uh, Christopher Lloyd. He looks but like Jim Carrey's well character. Yeah. He, looks like, he looks like Jim Carrey playing Christopher Lloyd's character, Judge Doom, from that's Who Framed very, Roger Rabbit. That's really there good. You. I like that. Yeah. It's a good look. That's a good call. It's a great call. There you go. Okay. Yeah, only he has seven rings. Exactly. And Christopher Lloyd only has three. Mm. But he only went to one Super Bowl. So. That's right. Yeah. That doesn't work. Right. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that uh, that that pretty much should wrap up NFL, I think. Um, God, I hope so. Yeah, no. All right, let's talk a little NBA. What did you say now? We probably won't have to talk about it for you know two weeks. Something uh, will pro- happen. Probably, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the uh, the Knicks are losing twenty six to six right now. Is that what you're saying? That's what it was. I, uh... It's twenty six to seven right now. It's twenty six to seven. So they got a point. Somebody, so. somebody, somebody had not going to run. Twenty six six is what I'm saying, but. <laughs> All right, let's pull that up. Let me refresh. Oh, 26 to 7. You're all right. Yeah, somebody hit a free throw. How about that? Look at that. Reggie uh, Bullock's got four points. <laughs> so he's leading the team. 26 to 7. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect the uh the you know they they they're making this the uh the Randall versus Jokic uh and Jokic has 16 points with two <laughs> Half minutes to go in six the first quarter. Yeah, six rebounds. <laughs> Randall's got one point. Bullock has uh, one rebound and re- uh, four uh, four points. How many? How many leader. of those rebounds are uh, are off of uh, Randall misses? Probably a few. Yeah, <laughs> at least four. With two and a half minutes left in the first quarter, the probability of Denver winning is over ninety percent. Wow. 
don't, don't. I mean, I don't <laughs> want either team to lose, but I think it's more critical the Nuggets. Maybe a keep tie. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. Well, but, look, hey, the, the Knicks are doing. They they won what? They nine in a row, and then no. they lost one. And yeah, they're nine and they, they have the big. They have the best record of the last ten right now in the entire NBA. They're nine and one in the last ten. They're nine yeah, and two listen, in the last ten. They're a great. <laughs> they're a great, great <laughs> story. Yeah, technically. Um, yeah, they're a great story. They've won three in a row uh, until tonight, but um, yeah, well, they they're still holding on to that fourth, fourth, uh, fourth space, yeah, uh, fourth, fourth yeah. seed. Uh, so um, it, it should be interesting. I, I mean, I, I think it's destined to be uh, the Knicks and the Hawks uh, in that uh, in that first round game. Just a matter of who's playing who or where they're playing, I should say, uh, for the first. You know, um, but we'll see. Um, what about the uh, what about the Nets? Uh, 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 by the way, Jokic has 18 points. Now he has 18. Look at that. I think I said uh, two weeks ago, and I'll reiterate now: the Nets are not going to win the NBA championship this year. No, they just—they're not going to have enough guys on the court. I don't think I mean, they can stay healthy enough. Yeah, and just, the you Bucks know. look like they have their number too. I mean, both well, the, games. I mean, the Bucks are starting to play together. Yeah, they're yeah. starting to play defense too. They, well, and the same thing the Nets had. The Bucks had. The Bucks have a lot of new players on this yeah. team. Yeah, and uh, you know, Bobby Portis coming off the bench. Their second team has always been is different. You know, they got TJ Holiday. PJ Tucker is starting now for them. He's not scoring a lot, but he's. Yeah, Drew Holiday is, is Brooke Lopez is start. They're kind of a an interesting team, and they match up well. They play good, tough defense against yeah. the Nets, and the Nets don't respond well to that. And and they are, you know, finding ways to score without making Giannis always be. You know, it's not Giannis or nothing. They can no. do other things now, and well, the Nets be- are an absolutely terrible defensive team. They're just oh. horrible. Although speaking of Giannis and and KD, uh, the the two of them on Sunday's game combined for ninety one points. Just they were amazing. Them. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was incredible. That was incredible. Uh, but and they again, were right who, back at it uh, yesterday too. Who, but yeah, now look, there was a, when there was a period when uh, Durant was out. You might remember that it was short, but and uh, Harden, <laughs> you might Harden and that. Kyrie were the two, uh, the, the right. big two, and they actually played some defense, and that was sparked mostly by James Harden. And mm-hmm. Kyrie kind of picked his head up. and But since Harden's been out, mm-hmm. eh, much more lackadaisical. And they're yep. you know near the bottom of the league in defense. And I just – these other teams are too good. It's that, and I just don't believe all three are going to be on the court. And probably yeah, it's, it's conventional wisdom would say yeah, either – Either Durant and Irving or Durant and Harden uh, would be the two best combinations of two to win. But look, this might this might be another year like two years ago when Toronto won it. In that, I think the Nets are going to be struggling with injuries, and it looks like the yeah. Lakers are as well. Mm-hmm. Lakers and, are on the verge of slipping into the the play. And, and, and yes, Phoenix and Phoenix and Utah are good, but the Clippers and the Nuggets and the Nuggets beat the Clippers pretty handily the other night. Yeah, um, you know I. I I always said I, I I would I always wanted to see the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, and I didn't want him to get hurt, obviously. And I I like Jamal Murray, right. but they're a better team without him. Yeah. Now they need they need some other pieces, and they need that shooter. Right. But it forces the ball in Jokic's hands more. He's got you know against a good defensive team in the Knicks, he's got twenty points in the first quarter and six rebounds, two blocks, mm-hmm. and two assists. 
he's 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 just a nut. He's just insane the way he's playing right now. You yeah. Know? But um, I do, let me ask you this though: if I, before the season started, 20, told, twenty-two points. I'm sorry, twenty-two points now. If I in told the first you, quarter, if I told you, oh God, so he's 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 approaching. He's looking like he's going to hit eighty-eight points. In, eighty-eight. He's he's going to uh, beat beat Wilt. Well, he's probably going to throw in a three. Three quarter a court uh, three pointer right at the buzzer. Three so quarter with, point. Yeah. Till he's with twenty five. And he gets six first. points for that, right? <laughs> three quarters of a point. Three quarters of a point, right? Um, if I told you before the season started that a week and change before the end of the season, the Knicks and the Lakers would have the same record, yeah. <laughs> you will believe yeah. me. Well, I knew. Yeah. You know the other team in the West that I'm telling you. I, you know, you, you, you would have immediately thought that okay, the, the Lakers, Lakers suck. The Lakers are horrible. The Lakers are yeah. loot tanking. You know, but right. no, yeah, thirty seven, twenty eight. That's crazy. But um, it's going to be an interesting playoff, especially if, you know, Harden and LeBron can't get back and sort of play some meaningful games towards the end of the, uh, you know, the the Lakers look good the other night against the Nuggets, Anthony Davis said, but they, they, they seem to be really lacking in depth and that that'll hurt him in the playoffs. I'm not sure. Anthony Davis just always looks like he's, he's always on the side being tended to by a trainer. Right. And, uh, you know, if, if he goes down, yeah, but God forbid, it's over. Yeah. And LeBron, I guess, is out for a game or two with the uh, ankle soreness returning, and yep. suddenly he's not a big fan of the. I don't think LeBron James ever cared about who was in seventh, eighth, or ninth, or tenth place before in his career. Never, never. He was always in first. Before. Yeah, imagine, imagine yeah. if the Lakers have to be part of this play-in game. They're right? about right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And they have that. to. And they have to play, and and they wind up having to play uh, Portland, uh, Portland, or or well, I was going to say Golden State, but yeah, even Portland would have been. It's uh, there's, there's Portland out of it, right? Now, Portland's Portland's in seven, right on the bubble, right? Portland's yeah. in seven, and Golden State's in eight. Um, yeah. yeah, and good, yeah, but they, Golden, I mean, Portland is. But if the Lakers, if the Lakers drop team. down. If the right. Lakers drop down to seven, somebody yeah. else pops up. Obviously, so yeah. Portland I think right now Portland's a better team than the Lakers. I think Portland's better than Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to play any, Golden, any of those three teams. But I yeah, mean, Golden Port- State is coming on, but that's really that's Steph. For yeah, Steph well, if the, for the Lakers to play Portland in the play-in game, this, the the Warriors would have to be uh, playing better to jump up to six. And I don't think right. that's going to happen. So it would be it would be the Lakers or, or the or the Blazers would jump up to six. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's more like well, I was going to say, yeah, the Blazers yeah. will probably jump up to six. And the, but Dallas could fall down, you know. But if, if, look, if, if the Lakers go to seven, they have to play Utah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. have fun with that. <laughs> and we'll see you next year. Yeah, it's all Utah. Uh, unless, really, really, it's unless, all about Donovan Mitchell getting healthy. Right. Yeah. Utah is only six and four in their last 10 games. Yeah. But unless, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron and AD come back, they're healthy, they're strong. You know, if they slip down into that uh, play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if they if they come out of it, I should say they would have to play. Uh, they would have to play Utah, but you know, I, LeBron's hurt. Yep. He's not right. He came back and he had to had to go out again. So, eh, you know, yeah. if they get into that tournament again, even coming out of it, they're you know have fun playing the Jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, one, one thing with basketball, That's your reward. <laughs> One one thing I do want to mention in basketball, I know he's not everybody's. Uh, I think he gets a bad rap. Uh, this is one of the few things that me and Stephen A. Smith agree upon. But c- congratulations to Carmelo Anthony, who is now tenth all time in, in scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you look you look at what he's 
doing this year. I mean, coming off the bench tonight, he played 22 minutes tonight, scored 16 points, and was a plus 29. Shot five of eight from the field. He's 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 a big part of this Portland team that's pretty deep. And this, I mean, who want to play Portland in the playoffs? 141 points tonight. That's crazy. That's crazy. By the way, uh, Mets are up uh, four nothing on the cards, and the Astros and Yankees are tied in the seventh. There you go. Three apiece. Three apiece. They're tied at three. Who's winning? Uh, one the of Bears. those teams. <laughs> yeah, the Bears. The Bears. So, um, oh yeah, you yeah. know we we forgot to mention that. Uh, did you guys? I forgot to mention. Did you guys see the look on uh, Justin Fields' face when he was drafted by Chicago? <laughs> he did not look not happy. happy. He did not look happy. Not he never looks showed... happy though. That's yeah, true. I know, That's but true. I mean, you got to give him that. He doesn't. He doesn't really have a. Uh, but my my point was uh, poker face. He and the group that he was with didn't exactly jump for joy. They were not happy going to like uh, whoever got drafted at immediately after him. They saw those two things back to back, and one group was jumping and high fiving and having a thrill. Hey, Justin well, Fields is like ah. If he can, if he can, if he can do what what you know he's touted to do and and he can actually become a, a high high end quarterback in this league he can actually work his way to become the best quarterback ever that chicago ever had yeah uh, and, and you know and and that's you know one of the oldest teams in the league and he can and he can make that happen they've never they, had a great quarterback that's my point so if he actually becomes a great quarterback he can wind up finally being the best quarterback that chicago's ever had yeah. and if he's mm-hmm. good this year they're it's not like they're an absolutely decrepit team no, they got, they got, you know, they just need a good quarterback, and they'll be, they'll be in the thick of it. Anyway, right. I forgot to mention that before. That's uh, it's a very Sorry. good point. It's a very good point. And now back to the NBA, where, where, uh, where the Knicks are uh, still losing. Where the Knicks are losing, and uh, they've gotten it a lot closer. Fourteen the Nets 40. are underachieving, and uh, everyone's loving the, except for Laker fans, is loving the Lakers slide. There you go. Everybody except for the Laker fans. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, no, so that's you know what it's going to be an We're interesting. Close it's going to be another, NBA playoffs. It's yeah, it's two weeks. Yeah. Uh, two weeks from last night is the uh, playing tournament, and two weeks from this coming Saturday is the beginning of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, we got a week and change left of uh, basketball. You know, we're we're weekend. I'm I'm looking forward. I think so it's who, be fun. Who, who do we think is going to win the West? Is it going to be Phoenix? Let's take a look. Who's going to win the West? Is um, it going to be Utah? If the Lakers are healthy, I still think it'll be the Lakers. I think I, I know I just have a gut feeling about this. I think there's something about this Nuggets team. I I, I just I think they're going to be in the finals again, and I, I think they're going to give whoever they have a run for their money. I'm I, not I'm not going to blow smoke, and I know Phoenix is playing lights out, and so is Utah. And well, the, they're both sliding a little. Utah's sliding a little bit, and and uh, and the Lakers, uh, you know, they could, Phoenix they could, are they losing to Atlanta. Push. Right? Yeah. They can make a push. I think, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Harry. I think the Nuggets are actually going to do something in the West. I really do. I think they're going to at least get to the Western Conference. Hey, we got Austin Rivers, man. How could we go? How could we go wrong? <laughs> there you go. He's actually playing pretty good ball. He's playing good, yeah. The other thing is that it, it's it's made Michael Porter Jr.'s really stepped up. He's playing bigger, bigger minutes, and Composa is playing great basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I still my sleeper in the West is Portland. Yeah, it, it's that. Think, Mine's think the Clippers. About that. Think about, the I'm Clippers not... aren't much of a sleeper, but I agree with you. They're also a scary team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far yeah, as far as uh, you know, not. 
I don't think they were ever at the top of the. Uh, I mean, you you take one you, you take team. one through you take one through eight, and there's only like one team that I wouldn't bet on in the West to win yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. think the rest of the, I, I just not sold on Dallas. I was going to say Dallas would be the but one, yeah. the rest of those teams, and you know what, I, Dallas on any given night with Doncic could they they could get hot in a yeah, right, one they're series. Right there too. Yeah. They're right there, yeah, yeah. but. You know what? I I just something tells me that Denver's at the very least. Denver's going to the Western Conference Finals. Well, they're only up by twenty three now. So, uh, is that all? I don't all know. right. Be, so, uh, you think they'll be able to hold a lead? I don't know. Uh, all right. So, it's the NBA. so if I have to if I have to pick, I'll go out right now. If I have to say the 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 Western Conference Finals are going to be the Nuggets. I'm going to say the Nuggets. I want to say the Blazers. I don't know if that would work out. But I don't think the Suns and the Jazz are both going to slip and and just completely miss, uh, you know, getting to the uh, getting to the conference finals. But uh, eh, screw it, what the hell? I'll say Nuggets and Nuggets and Blazers. There you go. That's my Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I don't think LA is going to be able to stay healthy. Yeah. Um. I yeah, I tend to agree that the Nuggets will be in the finals there. Ah. <sighs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on the. Uh, I, I'm not gonna put any money actually, but um, <laughs> you put your towel. <laughs> I w- I want to say Phoenix because I think they're gonna get it done, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Clippers as a little bit of a, okay. a small a, a short dark horse or whatever the correct phrasing is. Not much of a dark horse, but uh, mm-hmm. I think the Clippers are uh, medium medium horse, a medium dark horse coming together, and uh, I think they're gonna come out of the West. So you say Nuggets and uh, Nuggets and Clippers? I got Nuggets and yeah, uh, I think so because you got you know you got Kawhi and you got playoff Rondo and you know a couple other guys. So yeah, I think I think the Clippers are going to win the West. How about that? You, yeah, and, and you got the Clippers winning it. All right, uh, Harry. In the West, yeah, for the finals. Not who's winning the fi- it. Who's, who's in the finals? Lakers, we, and, we, Lakers and Nuggets. Lakers, Lakers and Nuggets. And nuggets. Okay. nuggets. All right, so we all got the Nuggets. It's going to be a repeat of last year. There you go. All right, and let's go to the East. Let's do our picks for the East. There, um, I mean, Bucks, is it... Bucks and Sixers. Bucks, Bucks and, Sixers? and Sixers. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to say that too. I'm going to say Bucks and Sixers. I think we're all in agreement there. We all agree that Brooklyn is not going to make the finals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hate to I say agree. it, but I, think I hate to say it too. They're gonna. They're not going to be out and around. They'll. They'll. They'll play in the. Uh... No. No. But they. they, they the only out. reason why I say that is because of the way things. Sit right now. They're going to have to play Milwaukee before they get to the finals. Well, if they have everybody though, if Harden is is healthy and everybody yeah, is playing, they won't. Not, they won't. No, I know it's not going to happen, and that's why they're not going to be there, right? But if they are, then, then they then they win it. Then they win. But see, I think they might be there um, early, but I don't think they'll all be able to survive <laughs> the rigors of cool. the entire playoff. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the Kyrie Irving meltdown in the second round of the playoffs. Well, there's always yeah. that possibility. He's got a birthday party to go to in yeah, the beginning of June. I just can't wait so. where he's MIA. <laughs> they could get Durant and, and, Harden, and Harden, gets, back. Harden gets COVID at a strip club in uh, they, you know, they could get Durant and Harden back healthy, and then Kyrie flakes out. And, you know, right. They're fun uh, to root against. Yeah, well, Only because they are just so good when they're, yeah. you know, all together. Yeah, if they're if they if they oh, all get together and they're all playing and they're all healthy and they all stay healthy and they all stay healthy throughout the playoffs, nobody's beating them. Nobody's beating them. They're winning. I would like to see 
and we haven't it's not going to happen. We, we but... haven't seen a large sampling of this issue this year, and, and I hope it doesn't happen because I think Kyrie's pretty healthy physically. Right. Yeah. It, physically, I, th- I think that Durant, I think Harden. I think if it was Durant and Harden, and Kyrie was out for whatever reason against the Bucks the last be... few nights, right. I think the Nets would have at least split those games. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But I'll probably. And that's not taking anything against Ky- against Kyrie because he's a hell of a player. Sure. It's just something something about Harden this year that uh, he's the know, catalyst a little bit, and he's and, you know, and when people give him out as he's I a, he's a he helps them defensively. Yeah, yeah, the well, and he did what he needed never to thought do. I'd be saying those words. I never thought he, uh, Cheney would be getting in trouble for speaking the truth, and James Harden would be praised for his defense. Yeah, he yeah. filled the role that that uh, was needed to be filled. You know, the facilitator. It's uh, fifty-two twenty-six. The facilitator, fifty-two to twenty-six. Well, at least they're uh, fifty-two to twenty-eight now. Fifty-two twenty-eight. Knicks 52, make it a 20. comeback. Look at that! It's coming up, coming up, coming up. Well, how many did they have at the end of the first? Seven? Uh, no, twelve. I think twelve. Twelve. Yeah, okay, 12. so still they're 12, so they're yeah, rocking and rolling. Yeah, Derek Derek Rose is the leading scorer now with eleven points. Jokic still only has 24 points. He hasn't. Only, only, only 24. Yeah. Well, he, he, had 20, he had 24 beat. when the Nuggets had 34. Yo, now he's they been, have 50. Now he's, they been, have... he's been sitting for most of the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes he still actually gets some points actually, while he has, he's seated. Actually, he hasn't played in the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> he passed the ball. He took his free from the bench. There's a reason why he hasn't scored in the second quarter. It's because he hasn't played yet. <laughs> Uh, he's, uh, he's got 24 points and he's played 12 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Quick uh, uh, side note here. Uh, what do you guys? Uh, what do you think of the Wizards? It's been I, fun I, watching them. Huh? I, I want to watch them. The Washington so, Wizards I, or the Washington I, Wizards? Yeah, well, they're they're, they're uh, hanging tight with Milwaukee right now. They're only right. down by five in the third. I want to see. I, I don't want to play them in a in a play in game. You know, if, if it gets, yeah, to that. I mean, uh, we we they they had a nice run and then they kind of faltered a little bit. I Westbrook still say they're going to make the playoffs. I, I think say. they will too. Westbrook's the been back on a tear. The Bucks, you know, the Bucks, the, the, the Bucks will <laughs> definitely make the playoffs. I'm the going out on a limb, and I'm saying the Bucks are in the playoffs. I mean, if uh, you if you look at you know look at the playoff picture now, and and it's the Pacers and uh, the Wizards playing. I I to me, I'll take, gonna, I'll take the Wizards. Yeah, the Pacers, Indiana. Cases are down by 20 to Sacramento right now. Although Sacramento's a weird team that's way better than their record, but yeah. Well, let me uh, just get to this because I wanted to bring this up and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Go for it. Uh, The play-in tournament in general, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Bad thing. It's bad. It's a bad thing. Even though it's keeping teams... Teams are playing hard because they want to get in. It's, much, it's much like it's much like baseball, where a team that can win a hundred and whatever games can lose, can not make it to the, an actual playoff series because they lo- lose one game. I would rather see if they're going to have these playing games. I would rather, see, and it's not going to happen. But just have ra- nine and ten pl- or, or eight and nine play each other. Right. Yeah. Just it, add in one more. I would rather see series uh, for but just have the, ten teams. Games. Play. Or just have ten teams, so because because you're, so, you're going to get you're you're talking you know somebody that's in seventh if they're in the seventh seed seventh seed seventh seed all of a sudden they play one game and lose. Well, that's it. But but see if you so look five game series, 
five game series. Five game series. If you're going to do that, if not, well, let, let's let's, either... take, let's take that premise because right now you'd have a five game series of the Sixers and the Wizards, mm-hmm. the Nets and Pacers, the Bucks and Hornets. Mm-hmm. Here's where it gets interesting: the right. Knicks and the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you have Atlanta. Or, or, uh, Atlanta uh, playing themselves. Atlanta plays themselves. <laughs> Atlanta plays Boston. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's I don't know. But it's keeping these teams in it. Mm-hmm. And They're in like, it. To, you can't be in. You can't win it if you're not in it. Like the like if you look, got to be in it to win it. I mean, why not just you know let the Cavaliers play the 76ers one game. Half the game has to be played blindfolded <laughs> and <laughs> one eye closed. Yeah. I'll, 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 oh, I'll oh and, and by the way, the the Cavaliers get get a uh, get spotted twenty five points. Twenty five points. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But if you look like at the playing teams now, as you know, today, like Portland has got 37 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And they're going to, you know, again, if it were now, they're going to go up against Golden State. Golden State's got 33 wins. Spurs have 31. Memphis has 32. But Portland and Golden State would be in the playoffs normally. And Portland would be playing Utah, and Golden State would be playing the Suns. So I don't know. I'm not but a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of the, the wild card game in baseball. I'm just I don't, I don't like the new wild card that they did last year with yeah. baseball. Yeah, I mean you want to. I don't like any of the wild card no. stuff. It's got to be a series. None of this one game play in stuff. It's just especially exactly. if it's, now if it's if it's two teams that are vying for it, the only way they're going to get in. If there weren't any other way, that's one thing. But if you're taking a team that actually you know won enough games that if they were in another division, Unless they would have won tied. a division. Yeah, unless it's a unless Yankees it's Red Sox or... 1978 yeah. deal, right. I don't want a one game right. playing. It's just it, it's just it's just stupid, and and that's not a wild card. That's a play in. Yeah, know? if you if you if you really playoffs. if it's you really want to make the regular season worth nothing, that then you're doing it right because it, it it's just it's giving an unfair advantage to teams that are borderline. Mm-hmm. So you can't. I mean, you're you're having so is there so teams in the playoffs. So what would make this more legit in your mind? Just more games in the series? I would either just do the just. How about what's worked for the last twenty five years? Exactly. Just the top eight. Top Top eight eight. done. Top eight done. If you're going to do anything, I would say have eight, have nine and ten play each other, and then the winner of that game play number play the eight seed team. That's still more than fifty percent of the teams in each Mm -hmm. league making the playoffs. I, I I don't agree with it. I'm saying, but that would make more sense. No, no, no. What I'm doing. saying is, if it's just the top eight, like it always has been, it's still more than half the teams in the league. Sure, making the playoffs. Right, right. It's it. You already have more than half in. Right, but yeah. then you'd also. I mean, how many games are left? How many games they have left here? Forty-four, sixty-seven games. Seven, seven or eight. Games, yeah. Seven or eight games. Yeah. So you know, like if if that were six the games. case, you Next know, the night six games after tonight. Pacer, the Pacers and the Wizards, they'd be out of it. Mm-hmm. Right, they really don't have a legitimate shot. No, they're no. The, the Pacers are one and a half games out of the eighth spot. Eighth spot, yeah. The Wizards are only two and a half games out of the eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Two games out of the eighth. Two spot. games. Two games. So they'd still be playing for it. Yeah, pretty much the Raptors on down would be out. Raptors um, are getting a little. It's getting a little tough for them. Yeah, you're right. But but every but the the, the Wizards and the Pacers would be would still be in it. You know, but. You know, for another few days, and if they lost lost a couple, then 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 yeah, it's, it's out of. Risk. I think what it does is it makes that team at seven or eight that's way ahead of the ninth or tenth team, and maybe play, maybe what would be playing in a significant game go. 
fuck it. I'm not guaranteed a playoff spot anyway. I'm going to lose to a couple games because who cares? If I, if I have a worse record, then I get to play the worst team. Right. I don't know. It's it. I don't like it. No, no I don't really like it either. I, I was trying to figure out whether, you know, it's, Keeping more teams in it, keeping more more of these games meaning something, and it's giving so many in other teams words, in it. I think it's a reaction to 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 uh, tanking, right? They're trying to keep these teams from tanking. You know, if you if you've got a shot just to get into the play in tournament, then you're going to be playing hard. You're going to be trying to get there. Look, right. we've rather we, than we, going, we, we learned how teams don't know how to tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, we've this, gone over this. We've got this season this. is a kind of strange because there is so much parity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not. There's not usually, you know, only whatever five games between the, you know, tenth team and the, uh, you know, fifth team or whatever. Yeah, you know, usually it's a little bit larger of a margin. So sure, but overall, no, nah, I don't think I like it either. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's only got it. There's only another week and a half left of the season. We'll see how that plays out. We'll be. We'll have a better idea if not you know confirmation on who's in who's not by the time we do our show next wednesday so you know here's a here's an interesting prop bet we've got 72 games this season right yep mm-hmm. will the nets have the big three in the lineup for more than 10 percent of their season uh no no they only need one more game i'm not gonna get it because harden's not gonna be hard to be back, back playoffs. at all mm-hmm. why yeah, I, why would no, you want I, it I to? agree I, i'm not disagreeing i'm just saying yeah. Here's here's something we could do. I think we should each write up our first and second team all NBA teams and see uh, how close we get to. I think there's going to be some new people on on the all NBA teams. I think Julius Randle's going to make it. I think he's he's got to. I think he's going to get some votes for MVP. Maybe not top, but he's Mm -hmm. going to get. He's going to he's going to build up some stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Especially, I mean, I, I want every if, if, look. If the Lakers and the and the Lakers are a little less of a sure shot, but if the Nets are healthy, then the Nets are the clear favorites in the East. Mm-hmm. Although Philly is surprisingly playing good basketball, they are. And the Bucks and Philly both are pretty good defensive teams who could maybe hammer a few wins out against the, the Nets in, in a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the Nets are the clear favorites if they're healthy. If they're healthy, they're the clear favorites, even yeah. against the Lakers. The Lakers just don't seem to have the depth that they had last year. And, uh, you know, although, look, Marcus All had a hell of a game the other night. He's fine. They, they dug him out and jump, jump, put some jumper cables up to him and got him going. I, yeah. I, I mean, maybe some of these guys that you haven't seen since February are, uh, are going to be well-rested and able to play in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we will find out. Like I said, we'll we'll have a little more. Uh, we'll know a little bit more, and some things a little bit more, and at least will be uh, spelt out for us by the time we do the show next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So. By the way, the, just a quick update: the Wizards have pulled ahead of the Bucks. Uh, yeah, they have one hundred six, one hundred three. Look at that, and it's thirty five fifty six. Hey, the Knicks are making a uh, Knicks are making a comeback. They're only twenty one points down now. Um, plenty of time 19, left. Nineteen. Right? Plenty of time left. Yeah. So there you go. All right. We will uh, we will see how that goes. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, watch my two favorite teams play each other. Well, before you do that, uh, there's a couple things in uh, the NHL I do want to actually Yeah, we've got to talk. Yeah. Well, you're out in Denver, so you don't care. But Exactly. I do. We have one of the best teams in the league. You do. You do. But uh, No, I'm saying you don't care about 
what we're going to talk about. Are you going to talk about the Rangers? We're going to talk about the Rangers, yeah. Because this is one of the circuses here. This is the NHL circus. This this was ridiculous the other night. Okay, do you want to start it? (laughs) Do we want to talk about uh, firing their president and uh, and and who? What was what was what was Gordon's uh, official job title? You, uh, what, uh, yeah, um, player, whatever, yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, general manager. There general we go. General manager, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John oh, Davidson Gordon, Gordon, gone. Gordon, yeah, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon yeah. yeah. President John Davidson gone. Uh, the GM, Jeff Gordon, gone. Chris Drury, named president and GM. Mm-hmm. Associated president. He was, he was promoted. Brandon Drury? Associate. I thought he was playing baseball. Chris Drury. Oh, Chris Drury. Chris yeah. Drury. Uh, associate GM on February 5th it was promotion and assistant general manager since 2016 so you know uh, eliminated from the playoffs mm-hmm. and a crazy statement coming out that probably came from ownership and we know that's never good because anything that involves James Dolan is never good do you have the statement uh, right there because I actually have the entire statement no right go ahead read how much of it or whatever all of it whatever you want to well this is in, in uh, talking about uh, um, Tom Wilson and the uh, oh okay. Or you have you have the other statement. You have the statement be, be, because of the firing. No, no, no. I think the well. I mean, he just made a generic statement about the firing. But the the the, the real question is, go ahead with the statement about about Tom Wilson. I will, and I, to, I think that's to, these two things are related. They're related, absolutely. Yeah. To to, hey, to the make timing seems odd. To bring everything to bring anybody up to speed that wasn't sure on Monday night the Rangers are playing the Capitals. Tom Wilson, who is just probably the dirtiest player in in the NHL, yeah, um, he's been he's been suspended seventeen times in the last week. Uh, he was suspended. He he uh, sat had to sit seven games in March. He uh, 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 Pavel Buchnevich was down on the ground and he sucker punched him from behind. Artemi in the back ahead. In the back of the head, Artemi Panarin pulled him off and he whipped around and then uh, grabbed. Panarin and threw him down the ice and started banging his head on the ice, and now Panarin's out for the rest of the season. Not that it matters anyway, because the season's over. But um, and uh, and the Rangers are out. But uh, he was fined five thousand dollars for the punch on Pavel Buchnevich, and he was not yeah. he wasn't not uh, suspended, not suspended, and not he wasn't suspended. fined nothing nothing for the sla- for slamming Artemi Panarin to the ice. Nothing. He's Zero. been suspended Zilch. seven times and. He's one of the few real thugs left in the NHL because Easily. as they've gotten away from hot, from fighting, mm-hmm. teams have stopped kind of having a goon on their team because goons usually aren't very good skaters. They're yeah, where's Barry back when you knew? Right. Uh, Wilson is kind of an anomaly, very much an anomaly, in that he, he's a really good player. He, he's a great player. He also and happens to be a scumbag. Biggest dirtbag in the, dirt in the bag. league. Yeah. He was back, when he was in the box, when he got penalized, he, he was mocking him while he was in the box. Yeah. And nobody, seem, going. No, nobody seems to be able to want to, want to uh, you know, challenge him. I, I, no, if that, teams was, if that was the have, old days, somebody would be jumping in, into right, the box. To but that's my ass. point. Teams don't have anybody who's going to go. There's nobody no, on the Rangers nobody, who's going to no, intimidate no, him for sure. Not so you want to read uh, the uh, statement from the so Rangers? Which statement from the Rangers. Right from Dolan. The statement from the Rangers, obviously from Dolan, yeah, came the other night, was like, the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that the Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these type of these types of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their develop, Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. 
Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We, sorry. We view this as a dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety, George Paros, and believed he is unfit to continue in his current role. Now, the theory is Mm -hmm. Davidson and Gorton disagreed strongly, I think particularly with calling for... um, what the hell's his name? Paros. Paros, Paros to be fired, which is what he was exactly what he was calling for. Right. Uh, and the theory is they disagreed strongly, and Dolan said, "Well, here's your bye bye. See ya. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah." But really, the bigger story is what the fuck is the NHL thinking? Letting this guy get away with what? I, I, you know what? This, how, this, this how is you, probably I mean, one of the times that I very, actually agree with Dolan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is very. Oh, oh no, I don't disagree with him either. You, yeah. You've already—he's already been suspended seven times. This well, should have been number eight, and it he, should have shouldn't have been shouldn't be no. three games or five games. He should be gone for the rest of the season, the playoffs, and maybe even part of next season. And part of next season, yeah, because there's so, nothing to stop him, and they're sending well, a message. He's probably not, not going to do it. He's tonight in the Rangers Capital game. There was 72 combined penalty minutes in the first four minutes and 14 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they started the game with basically scrubs on their opening line, and a, a, yep. line, a fight started with one second in, and then Brendan Smith of the of the Rangers fought Wilson on Wilson's first shift, 50 seconds into the game. Sure. And Wilson left with and with a with an undisclosed upper body injury. I didn't see any of these fights, but you knew this was going to happen. Of course. Well, it the was... Rangers took as they should have took yeah. matters into their own hands mm-hmm. because the NHL did nothing. Yeah. Which you know, again, and that, and, and, and I'm not a Ranger... come back and find a bunch of Rangers for taking it into their own right. hands tonight. Yeah. I'm not a Rangers fan, but I certainly sympathize or empathize with i can't empathize i'm not a hockey player either but i can sympathize with what they're going through sure they never should have a had to do this which you could say well they didn't have to but yeah they did no b they never should have had the opportunity because he should have been suspended and off the ice absolutely and the nhl did a really lousy job a of obviously of disciplining him but B of nipping this in the bud, and now it's it's gotten to this. I think the Rangers should have signed Barry Beck to a one day contract. They should have signed uh, Phil McCracken and Phil McCracken <laughs> or Ogie Oglethorpe. Ogie Oglethorpe and Hankus Pankus could have come back. And uh, they could have all teamed up on it, but what? no, yeah, the, 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 the NHL—it's—it's—it's piss poor thing that they did. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's surprising. Don't yeah. you think? It's, it's, because it's, every other action that they've had is is contradictory to this. It, right? It, something's odd about this. I don't. And quite this, understand I mean, it. Wilson is the bar none, hands down, head and shoulders, the worst offender. Absolutely. He's really the only offender left. He's the yeah. dirtiest. Yeah. And there's nobody to stop him, and the league didn't stop him, and I guess the Rangers did the Rangers what they. Didn't. Yeah. had to do so yeah. but now yeah now they're going to suffer now again if they were still in the playoffs uh might have been a different well, story tonight well, but depending he, he on might... what you know what is the nhl going to do to them now can you drop the hammer on them when you don't drop the hammer on wilson right yeah and they probably will but here's my theory here's my theory yeah, they can now because they're not in the playoffs but right exactly but you know to wilson it's not like wilson is just a thug so suspending him isn't going to do anything to the team. He's one of the best players on the Capitals. He's a great skater. And the He's Capitals, great... let's face it, are a chippy kind of thuggy team. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even Ovechkin's, Ovechkin's a, a, 
but they're within yeah. they're within two points. They're within two right. points of the Penguins. Of course. So taking Wilson out, suspending him indefinitely, is going to affect that. So they basically are telling, you know, if they do that, and which they should, it doesn't friggin' matter, but uh, if they do that, they basically have, you know, have, capitals have to resign themselves to the fact that it's, it's very possible they're not going to catch Pittsburgh. And, and they're the second right. seed. Who cares? Well, and that's, yeah. But I'm just saying that might have affected the NHL's decision because Washington is where they are, and Wilson is the type of skater he is for the, for the Caps. And, and, yeah, if he was yeah. just a goon... Right. Then they might have suspended him, but he happens to be a very good player. Yeah. Actually, uh, I believe it was Don LaGreca <laughs> said this afternoon, uh, if he were the Rangers, he would dump the puck in slowly, make the goalie come out and play it, mm-hmm. and then somebody would drop the hammer on the on the on the uh, goalie. On the goalie. Yeah, you, I mean, well, you really want to drop uh, the hammer on Wilson, though. That's who he. Yeah, you know, no, but his point was, you took out the best player on the Rangers for the rest of the mm-hmm. season, whether they were going to the playoffs or not. Right. And you should do the same thing to the Capitals. You want to? Could you imagine you run, if the Rangers actually played a little bit better and got into that fourth seed, and and uh, and were and they were ooh, they're getting into the playoffs, and now he does this, and and Panarin's right. out for the playoffs. It's yeah, yeah, it's horrible. So that was his point. Take out one of their best players, mm-hmm. um, and Tom Wilson actually happens to be one of their best players. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, somebody who's not as uh, tough. <laughs> right. He said, it's, it's, you know. I, Wilson, I'll be interested to see some footage of the fight. Hopefully, there'll be uh, some yeah, around. But yeah, Wilson, the, you know, Wilson really isn't. Yeah, we'll see it later. Wilson Wilson leaving with an undisclosed upper body injury just means that the Capitals are sitting him for the rest. of Yeah, get him out of there. Oh, he's hurt. He got a bruise. Let's, yeah, oh, let's he get him back. Broke and, his right. finger. Or yeah, something. He's, you know, next his, yeah, next week, top, and, top ten goons and and slash enforcers in NHL enforcers history. history. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, a lousy situation, a lousy job by the NHL brass. Yep, yeah, horrible, absolutely horrible, just ridiculous. But um, and Carolina's got the most points on, on that note too. By the way, um, Avalanche is still playing, you know, still skating good. Everybody's, you know, it's winding down. And uh, by the way, the regular season ends this weekend for NHL, so the playoffs start next week for uh, for the NHL. Um, go. Yeah, they only uh, great. Now we have 50, to talk about them. Fifty-six games. Playoffs start next week. Playoffs actually start for the NHL before they start for the NBA. So, um, but in any event, that's uh, that's that. But yeah, just a horrible, horrible situation. And maybe hopefully the NHL regresses, uh, retracts, I should say, and and gets this one right and makes up for it because it's just it was just ridiculous that they did that. So anyway, well there you go. That's uh, that's all I got. Yeah, uh, really. That. I guess the beginning of that game was kind of like. A... Uh, slap it, shot. It was. It was. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. Yeah. Remember, remember uh, Ty, whistle blows. Dropped Dave, the gloves. Dave Semenka. Ty Domi. Remember Ty that? Domi. I remember Ty Domi, that yeah. name. Uh, Dave. Uh, Dave Schultz. Didn't he play for the Flyers? Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. The Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, God. Yeah. Of course. Out here we had Claude Lemieux. Is a. Is a. Yeah, there's a. Who's the guy in the. The uh, Red Wings. Yeah, I can't remember, but Barry Beck and Clark Gillies. That's all I remember <laughs> going at it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, listen, I don't. Maybe, uh, maybe teams will start having one of those guys. 
Got to get it, but, keep, an, but, keep an enforcer on the bench. It's what you yeah, gotta, but, but as you said, Wilson's really the, the roster. only Wilson's really the only guy who's pulling any shit like that. Well, they can they can just actually employ an enforcer just for Tom Wilson. Yeah, if every That's team it. has an enforcer, and as soon as Wilson gets on the ice, he's out. Go, just go, go after him. Just go after him. <laughs> Club each he other half to he death. He can't get the he can't get his stick on the on the on the puck ever because <laughs> yeah. the teams are always sending the enforcer out to to kick the shit out of him. End of the season, you got <laughs> one player on each team who logs a total of nine minutes. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's how long it takes him. P- putting on the foil, coach. <laughs> putting on the foil. Full well, time hockey, Eddie. Sure. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're not bleeding during the national anthem, then it's not a hockey game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just from walking out of your own locker room. That's right. All-time hockey. <laughs> that's still one of my favorite scenes after that fight when the ref, they're right. playing the national anthem, and he keeps turning around and looking at him, and he finally yeah. can't stand the glass, anymore. The glasses, are, the Hanson brothers' glasses are broken. <laughs> Skates over and starts Just yelling at him. bleeding out of him. Yeah, he goes, shut up, man. Respect the anthem. <laughs> Try to listen to the fucking song. <laughs> Yeah, Ogie Oglethorpe. Ogie Oglethorpe. All right, so perhaps Tom Wilson brings about the return of the enforcer. I think Even if he doesn't get a whole lot of work. Only against the Capitals. Only against the Capitals and only when Tom Wilson skates. (laughs) And when Tom Wilson gets on the ice. That's it. And that's our NHL report, folks. That is our NHL report. Anything else you want to talk about in the world of sports? uh, No. No. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, well. On that note, we'll wrap the show up for today. We want to thank everybody for watching. And for those of you just listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Log Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday night at 730. (laughs) And for those of you... Just wanting to listen to the audio podcast, you could do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds and you will never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a great rest of your week and a wonderful weekend. Watch a lot of sports. And we will talk to you soon, folks. And humpus pumpus. Yankees just took the lead in the eighth, by the way. There you go. Yeah. So I got runners on first and third, and Gary Sanchez is at the plate. Oh, Gary Sanchez at the anyway, plate. let's leave on a high. So yeah. that might be your final score. That yeah. is. <laughs> Have a good weekend, folks. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you. Peace. Cheers.